Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name is Dominic Mercurio, and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Yo. What's up, Laura? Uh, nothing. Great. You? I want there to be nothing going on for you. Okay. And our guest today is... <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> oh, you know I'm just joshing. Something has to go on for me at some point soon, but nothing's happening now, so go ahead with Spencer. <laughs> okay, great. Oh, you blew it. I mean... Guess what, everybody? It's Spencer Owen. Spencer Owen, here's our guest. It's Spencer Owen. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Spencer Hi. Owen's back. He's been on the show uh, several times. If you don't know him, he's also a musician. And if, you were, uh, if you're tuning in live, you just heard his song, uh, Seven Year Kiss, which you can find on his brand new EP, which is available on Bandcamp. Is it available elsewhere or just on Bandcamp? Just Bandcamp right okay. now. That's all. There you go, everybody. So... Give her a listen, give her a download, whatever you got to do. Just do it for your sake. Um, but Spencer Owen, we're, we're, we're glad to have you back. We're glad to have you back on the show. Oh, man, I'm so happy to be back in your arms, both of you, both <laughs> of your arms together. That's, oh, are you crying? Are you crying? <laughs> no, I mean, it's adorable. It did appear that I you're, was crying. But it you're was tearing up. That'd be funny my... if every time someone cried, they were like shedding tears and someone goes, are you crying? And they go, ha! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, oh no! No! I just no! Don't want to admit to it. Goodness! No! Oh no! I would never. No, it's just one of my many inappropriate COVID-era face-touching incidents. That's all. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're coming to us live from floating through the sky. It looks like. Yeah, um, I took I took I took a picture of the sunset that was on my dog walk two hours ago, n- nigh on two hours ago, and it's <laughs> it's here. For Nigh you on. to enjoy. Nigh on. Lovely. That's fun. Where where do you live, Spencer? Can we get your address? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go ahead and give out your um <laughs> Yeah, we're live uh, by the way. So, so like what area do you live? <laughs> Laura, did you actually give out your HBO uh, Max login the other day? <laughs> Hells no. What okay. makes you say that? Oh, there was a uh you pre- you either pretended to or actually did on an episode recently. Anyway, I did. Yeah, it was oh. back in December. Anyway, um, <laughs> I vaguely recall such a thing. Um, uh, I live in Oakland. In, I know what part, like Lake Merritt. Yeah, basically. I mean, I live I live like a several seven minute walk from the Lake Merritt. Uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I like on the east side of the lake. There's a hill between me and the lake. You got to go gotcha. around it. To, Ah, quicker, but yeah, it's, I it's, know that hill. It's easy. I know, easy. Hill. I know about yeah. hills. I know about g- generic. Just I know about hills. Actually, Do you know about the hills. There's a um, guy named Spencer well, on that show. I never saw it. <laughs> I know about that king. That king. What's his name? King. King of the. King of the hill. I know about, I know about that king. Right. You got that you guys got that king, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. What is the link between <laughs> the hills and I know about that king? I am trying to figure out the, the link between those two things. Wait, did you guys watch King of the Hill? Because I never really it never oh, really that fully link. clicked. That's the link. Okay, I get it now. Not really. Yeah. Did I you? mean I tuned in occasionally. Kinda. Just couldn't really it never really like locked in for me, I feel like. King of the Hill King of the Hill was a show that when I saw it on television, I was always glad to be watching it. But I, mm. it didn't, it's not like a last, like, it has lasting fond memories, but it's not a lasting thing where, like, I, I think of it out of nowhere. I have to be reminded of it. And then when I'm reminded mm. of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was fun. Nice mm-hmm. to go. 
nice fun it show. It seemed fairly fun. I just didn't really, I just never took a deep dive, as they say. Right. I think that's what a lot of the Mike Judge things are like for me. It's like, uh, you know, I don't well, think Well, Beavis and Butthead, work. though, I did kind of, was I was kind of deep on that. I was such a <laughs> nerd. Well, that's different. You didn't like you didn't like Beavis. I wasn't what? like super into it when it was on. I mean, I liked it and I watched. It's funny because I I never liked the videos that much when they would watch the music videos. Like yeah. I I like music videos on MTV, but I wasn't into it when they would watch it on Beavis and Butthead. But Making then fun of it. recently watching the show, hilarious. The parts where they're watching the videos are maybe the best parts. It's I, like really hilarious. The I mean, things they say about these bands, it's just absolutely. <laughs> golden i so funny i feel about beavis and butthead this this is going to seem uh, counter to the cultural idea of of what the show was like or supposed to be for but i feel like i i had to grow up to actually enjoy the show yeah it's <laughs> like, funny when, when i was young i didn't get it and i didn't think it was funny i thought it was stupid i was like i need smarter funny things than mm -hmm. this but I it's actually need, really smart i need monty python Okay. Oh my god, that is so funny because Monty Python is kind of like more. I, I mean, I think of Monty Python as kind of silly, like slapstick humor. Oh, it's dumb. It's the, some of the it's dumbest like dumb. things <laughs> that have ever been produced in history. It's just that they reference philosophers all the time. Or right, but right. Like, like I, I, you know, I. It seemed. I mean, it's it's brilliant in its in its. Dumbness. I mean, I guess I, I honestly I never really got into Monty Python. I've maybe watched like one episode or something like well, that. But I mean, I just, it's. Uh, it's it's probably too late, uh, but for you. But uh, I tried, I tried, but I was like, I just don't get it. What about the movies? Wait. <laughs> and I love, I love period piece stuff. <laughs> You're wrong. Not have you not really. seen a Monty Python film? N oh no! Wait, is it like they Holy have Grail or? Well, I know about the movies, of course, but like, wait, did Monty Python? Monty Python was also a show, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Monty Fly Python's no, Flying just, Circus. Yeah, I just never. I tried watching it, and I was like, I just this is not for me. <laughs> But the movie. Like, I like. I, yeah, I know. I tried. Well, I must have tried a little bit. <laughs> I think. I don't. I know. mean, the the Holy Grail, Life of Brian, and the Meaning of Life. There's some good great. stuff in there. They're There's great. Good stuff Are they? in there. Really? Yeah. I, I'm gonna yeah, try again. Really I, shot. I'll try again. Give it a shot. <laughs> I mean, um, again, I haven't seen them in a long time, but uh -huh. they're great. I'll I guess. You, I mean, yeah. Nay have I, nary have I um, seen. Nigh have you. Not nigh have I, I nary on, ever dever seen. Nary means never. <laughs> okay. Well, look. Uh, I don't. Nary upon I don't speak nigh old on. English. Okay. I speak modern. 2021 english all right um if you are watching us you could or what i should say is you could be watching us on twitch facebook or youtube um we're currently live there uh or you could theoretically be listening to us later on in the future on any podcast services um but if this is your first time checking us out we go live every two weeks on uh on twitch youtube and twit and uh facebook so you can always check out our next episode if you're listening later, um, which will be February 14th. Uh, but yeah, right now um, we're going to be just kind of hanging out for a bit. And then in our second half of the episode, we're going to be reviewing Promising Young Woman, which is a new uh, dark comedy thriller, which is written and directed by Emerald Fennel, which is her uh, feature debut. So uh, if you've seen that movie... Um, Actually, if you've seen it or you haven't, uh, we'll be starting the review in the second half of the episode, and it'll start spoiler-free. Um, so you, you have nary a worry um, that we would that we would give anything away about this movie until properly noti 
properly uh, notified um, in some sort of delivery of well, I mean, look, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Like it's falling, it's falling apart. I mean, I don't know any more words of old English. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Shit. Oh my god, they do not speak old English in Game of Thrones. Your language, your language is too current, Dominic. It's too cutting edge. All I can say is like dab and yeah, dab. The most TikTok thing exists. Dabbing. I think I'm. I think I'm getting old. Everybody, it's like or uh, Or quarantine is not old enough. Right, yeah. Or everyone else is getting younger. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate, could be very meaningful, profound statement. There. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna talk about promising young woman later, but I do want to hear what you guys have been checking out lately. So Spencer, why don't we start with you? What, what have you been? What have you been watching lately? Well, um, late breaking flash. Um, oh. uh, I'll just throw this out there in case like me, you thought that the Sundance Film Festival was not available to you. It is. It is. Um, so yeah. I, I, I this morning realized that, and uh, I watched a Sundance movie today called I Was a Simple Man, um, which was a very pretty film. Hmm. Wish I'd seen it in a theater, but nonetheless, um, it's cool that I get to see movies like that um, that are only like festival premiere type movies, like at the country's most storied film festival mm-hmm. um, in my home without having to fly to Utah. Um, so that was cool. Um, and then tomorrow I'm going to be watching uh, Edgar Wright's latest film, which is a documentary about the band Sparks, who I love. Hmm. And hmm. I love Edgar Wright, too. So I can't wait to watch that tomorrow. So Sundance about happening in your house. Question about the Sundance thing. Um, do you, like, buy one pass that lets you... In- see all the films or is it do you or is there do you buy individual tickets or what's up you with that? can buy a pass if you're uh someone who knew about it a long time ago <laughs> i didn't i i, I tr- truly this morning was like oh that that sparks documentary by edgar wright is showing at sundance wait a second i could i can watch it <laughs> what so wait have I, you ever been to sundance before Oh, no. no oh, okay. No. I was just curious. No, and my wife has been to Sundance, and I'd forgotten that she had been to Sundance. Because she, she had some work in the area, and she timed it so she could go to Sundance. But, uh, like, I thought Sundance was just, like, something that only film critics with a gold star, you know, or, on, right. or whatever could, like, attend. But Oh, I mean, anyone know. can attend normally. Yeah, I mean, of course. And I've like always wanted to go. Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the barrier is that it's in Utah. But right. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, so you can buy a pass, but those sold out a while ago. So I, I just, yeah, you can you can buy single tickets for any screening that hasn't sold out. So, oh, nice. Um, gotcha. That's, as of this morning, like the Sparks one tomorrow was not sold out. Um, but, um, but talking of Letterboxd, um, a recent log, mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk more about Letterboxd, I guess, later, because we're talking about recent watchings now. Toys... From 1992. Wait, starring Jack, I mean, it's not Jack Nicholson, but uh, <laughs> Nicholson? Uh, Robin, just... Robin, Robin Williams. Rob... <laughs> not Jack Nicholson, but Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams. Yes. Okay. I recall that getting extremely bad. Oh, wait, am I thinking? Yeah, bad reviews. No, you're not wrong. I mean, I mean. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I, I should say Jack by also starring Jack. That's Robin the Williams one. No, that got the way... extreme more panned movie okay i was like i always confuse those two toys and jack 
Jack is pro- I can't. I, it's, it's hard to blame you for it because Jack is about a uh, a, a man, a tw- eleven year old boy who is, is in who's the body. Now a ma- who's a man? Forty year old. Oh right. Yeah, because, that movie's jacked. Yeah, it? it's a jacked Jack. Jack is jacked. jacked. Jack is jacked. But toys, um, directed by um, Barry Levinson. Oh Barry, right? Is is oh Barry? Uh, <laughs> that old is, Barry. Uh, what did he do? What else did he do? Oh, um, I want to say Diner was one of his. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Oh, actually, I didn't see that. Uh, the Natural, Good Morning Vietnam. Mm. So he had worked with Robin Williams before. Mm-hmm. Rain Man. Okay, he mm. made Rain Man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he did this movie, Toys, in 1992. He had like he'd had like a 15 years of like, you know, prestige movie making behind him. Mm. And uh, this thing is uh, something I grew up watching, and uh, I hadn't seen it in a long, long time, and um. It's insane in a way that is really, I don't know. I, I guess I recommend it. I think I have to recommend it because it, it's, it's, right. it doesn't work in the normal ways a movie works, even though it tries. Um, is it entertaining? It's very entertaining. Are there, is it Christmas time? Yes. Is it, it is. Although I think, well, it Wait, opens. Does he work in, a, in like a toy factory or something like yes. that? Yes. Okay, I th- I've seen it. You are remembering it. It's coming to you. Maybe I didn't see Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you haven't seen Jack. I saw Jack. I ain't seen and Jack. And it's up bad. I seen Jack shit. Maybe I've seen it. I don't know. It's funny that he did all these movies where he was like some Jack type character. I mean, I'm, I'm, pu- I'm, I'm pulling this movie out because like we were talking about before we started rolling, I, I watched so many movies and logged them on Letterboxd these days, I'm, I'm just racking up my loggings. And uh, I... I, uh, I follow you, by the way, and, and I'm always checking in on what you're, what you're viewing. I mean, Likewise. like... I'm gonna anybody, get my ass on that shit. Yeah, I mean, again, Letterboxd, we would love a sponsorship. Um, absolutely would love a sponsorship. But we'll for, the meantime, for the meantime... For the meantime... Fuck it. I mean, sure, yeah, Popeyes too, but anyone just right. help us out of it, <laughs> please. Letterbox Popeyes, but I use the thing. shit out of Letterbox. I mean, man, oh. anyone watching, just get on Letterbox and hit me up because I'll follow you. And I'm always curious what people are watching, and I feel like that's a really easy way to like keep up with with uh, with the times, you know? Yeah, it's great, and also like you know, spe- just the whole Sundance thing, like. It's funny to be on Letterboxd during a, a, a virtual Sundance presentation where all these movies are premiering for the first time in any way, like in every way. Like no one has seen these movies before they show on sun, on these Sundance programs mm-hmm. on the website. So before a movie airs on Sundance, a, a movie has zero reviews on Letterboxd. And yeah. then as soon as the movie has shown on, on Sundance, it has like 350 reviews. Because yeah, a lot of, I feel like Letterboxd started with movie reviewers, and yeah. it, and it has now slowly expanded. Of course, anyone can join, but there's just so many. It, it's like a place for film nerds, which is obviously film critics and other people. But I mean, yeah. it definitely starts with a lot. Uh, the groundwork is filmmakers and film critics. Um, I follow a lot of those. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, and actually, promising young woman premiered at Sundance last year. Uh, it's only now oh, just oh. coming out for the public, but 
yeah, if, if you aren't familiar with Sundance or how it works too, it's like these movies are premiering, like the first time they're ever being shown is Sundance. And then throughout 2021, these movies will slowly be released, picked up by various distributors. Like, you know, right. we talk about A24 all the time, but they would be present normally at a Sundance and then pick up movies and take them to the theaters for you guys to check out. Hereditary actually was also a Sundance premiere and was getting tons of buzz. Everyone was like coming out of Sundance. Everyone was like, holy shit, this movie's crazy. A24 swooped in, picked it up, released it like eight months. And later. now Ari Aster is synonymous. Yeah. Veritably synonymous with uh, A24. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fascinating and interesting to finally kind of like be able to participate. But so but anyway, all this is all this is to say my watch list just gets longer and longer with a bunch of things I haven't seen and then uh, sometimes and occasionally a movie that I had I have seen but it's been a long time like toys I was just like oh yeah that thing and so when I watched it again I also vividly recalled that I had the soundtrack CD because this thing is bizarre Hans Zimmer and Trevor Horn collaborated uh, on the score Hans Zimmer is not don't love him a sorry hit. <laughs> a hit guy for me either. Sorry, Hans. But he's working with Trevor Horn, who was a avant-garde pop producer at the time. He was behind like Frankie Goes to Hollywood and The Art of Noise and these other bizarre '80s British bands. Mm-hmm. Um, he's briefly a member of Yes, <laughs> oh. um, mm. but he's like um, he collab. They collaborated on the soundtrack, and th- it has like songs that they also worked on in it in addition to the score so like tori amos sings a weird like workers anthem in it huh. uh that's interesting uh, that they wrote that could um, be worth checking out it's like a it's like a <laughs> like an early 90s like ace of bass style oh, song that she Uh-oh. sings Oh, no. um, don't compare her to them, please. It's, it's not. It, I'm not comparing her to them. I'm saying the song. The song. Oh is, well. She just sings it. Is all I'm saying. She considers her songs to be her children, so don't fuck <laughs> with it. Hey, I had a Boys for Pele T-shirt that I wore to school. I love the Boys for Pele 1996. album. 1996. That was one of the first CDs I got in my pack of ten CDs for the price of one from Columbia House. What a deal! Best buy yes. I ever got. You know, you know, you know about that. Oh no. my God! Did I sign up for Columbia House? <laughs> I totally did it and never paid a dime for anything. I, I think you know my why? Parents probably ended up paying for something. See, I they they let me do it, but I found out from my friend at school that if you signed up for the Columbia House deal and you're under 18, they can't make you pay. <laughs> so I was like, great, I'm out. And if you're an undercover cop, you have to say you're a cop, right? That's the other I, one. Yeah, I don't. Maybe. Yeah, I guess. I, well, I was like in. I think I was in elementary school when it when it all went down, and I was just like, well, I guess yeah. I'm not paying. I definitely. <laughs> I don't for, think for I even had that. Well, and then yeah. I rem- I remember one day. I think it had gone too far because uh, a, a Shaquille O'Neal CD showed up at random at our house. <laughs> Right, they started sending ones I didn't order. I got a Presidents of the United States of America <laughs> album, and I was like, what the fuck? I didn't order this shit. Yeah, right? Yep. <laughs> I'll exactly. take it, though. I'll take it, though. Yeah, that's a fun I mean, album. I did order Get a Grip by Aerosmith. That's no better. <laughs> <laughs> it is not better. No, it's it is It's funny. Not. I have all these CDs that were like, I just was checking off boxes because I was like, well, I guess I, I know some songs on this album. I'll take it. And... uh Later on in life, when I was like in high school, I was kind of I didn't really care about a lot of the CDs that I got at that time. And uh, 
from when I was in elementary school and my brother Brent like really wanted to just have CDs like for the sake of having CDs. <laughs> so he like asked me if he could have my Get a Grip album and I was like, I guess you could have it. Can I have it? Can I have it? I want to have a CD <laughs> of something. Can he wanted I have to, that like, one? He wanted to have like most of my CDs and I mostly gave them to him, but I would not give him Doggy Style by Snoop Doggy Dog or The Chronic by Dr. Dre. No, keep those. I, I wanted to keep those and and he asked for the Boys for Pele album and I was like, no. No, Boys for Paley is fantastic. But I think he did keep Jagged Little Pill. Boys sure, I mean we all set. we all kept that. Anyway, I feel like I, I'm taking. Well, you didn't keep it. He, someone kept it. Someone <laughs> all kept it. Um, someone, all. <laughs> someone all kept it. Uh, I am very much okay. Sorry, completely sorry. derailing this. Back to toys. The, here's the logline on toys: bizarre soundtrack, including a song sung by Robin Williams in a David Byrne impression written by Dom- Thomas Dolby, which is a set piece in the movie where they do a weird fake music video to trick some people watching a surveillance camera. This is really what something that happens. Um, <laughs> but then the the movie itself is just oddly beautiful. Like it's like beautifully art directed, super weirdly colorful and like a lot of really creative imagery and as uh, everyone in the cast is just kind of hanging out like mm-hmm. they're just hanging out in these weird sets it doesn't it it and it has a plot around like war toys and like it tries to make a point and it fails but it's like fine it's still so it's like no a toy really story f- it's no to- <laughs> it is a toys it is a toys story but it's no toy story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it's a really nice movie in the way that it is just like easy to watch and super bizarre. Hmm. So if do you, you like Terry Gilliam, like do you like? Uh, yeah, you know Terry Gilliam like, is Monty Python, right? He's part of Monty Python. In, in Monty Python. Or yeah, he He's was in? he was part of the posse. He was in oh, Python. Really? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. He's one of the Pythers. I, I do like Gilliam, and I feel like this movie is a. It Gilliam sounded esque. like that. It's Gilliam-esque. It, it is better than many Terry Gilliam movies and worse than a couple. Like, do you like, do you like the Adventures of Baron? Do you like the Adventures of Baron Munchauser? Oh, oh man, yes. But it's worth rewatching. You know what I'm going to do? Put it on the list. It's putting it on his letterbox is what he's doing. See, I rewatched it somewhat recently, and I found it to be... I remember loving it when I was a kid, or like when I was probably in junior high or something like that. Would watch it around the holidays, and I don't know. I rewatched it recently, and I felt that it was a bit unbearable. Well, I might. It's I, like I'm so a- hot. It's like stressful to watch because it's so kind of loud and co- it's very like this, you know. Yeah, Gilliam. Gilliam has a couple modes, and that's one of them for sure. Uh, I love. But that's how I feel about Hans Zimmer's music too. Mostly, his music is artless. I would say. <laughs> I would say that. But I heard big. that he doesn't ha- really like write a lot of it nowadays oh god I mean, he's got then, a production did, house yeah he has know. a production but his, um, his, his, as a score as a score guy Hans zimmer is like a guy with a studio who has a lot of ideas to use it like he's not a really a strong composer in any sense i would say <laughs> but like i'm i feel like the way you just described toys it reminds me of like something like a adventures of baron munchausen type of movie where probably but again it's really interesting but kind it's of... way more low-key than that oh, okay. like i i have to say like it's weirdly not shrill or extreme oh, okay. it's oh, okay. it's it's a little bit e- it's just easy to watch oddly and yet oh, weird okay. and yet okay 
you know, kind of flashy in its like production style. And I'll stuff. give it a shot. I'll give it. I a like bit. I like Brazil. I like Twelve Monkeys. I mean, these are mm. classics. But mm-hmm. Gilliam Gilliam can miss a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have we have we have gone down a real nerdy path here. I feel like uh, <laughs> somebody save it. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about unless you know yeah. Terry Gilliam oh, or <laughs> Gilliam. Come on, people. Well, know. I mean, I know. I mean, I, you know, I, I just feel like you know. Uh, but Laura, what have you what have you been watching? I see a few things uh, on here. Well, I suppose I could just throw a couple things out there. I mean, no one's gonna care. Look, I watch, you know, uh, okay, a lot of like bad, not bad. Michael Douglas has been on the screen in our house quite a bit lately. We watched <laughs> a movie called A Perfect Murder, which is based on a, a play called Dial M for Murder. Mm came out in the like late 90s early 2000s i think starring albert hitchcock Paltrow. as well hitchcock as well what hitchcock what did a did a dial in for murder situation. oh yeah right right mm-hmm. um but uh kind of fun kind of fun gwyneth paltrow a youngish gwyneth i think paltrow. i saw this movie when it i came. will say this the word affair applies to this film <laughs> it has that <laughs> feel of like what, what do you think of when you hear what do you think of when you hear the word affair? I think of like an older couple, kind of middle-aged, not youthful. <laughs> you know what I Brand- mean? Like brandy snifters? Sort of a brandy snifter. Brandy <laughs> sniffing, like kind of. So, Michael guess- Douglas, to me, is a synonymous with the word affair. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he just has, I feel like he embodies is that only- vibe of I'm having an affair. Is it only an you know affair I mean? if you're married? Or I think yeah, I think so. Because if yeah. you're not married, is it just you're you've been cheated on? Or at what point is cheated on? I think out? it's an aff- no. I think <laughs> I think <laughs> you do have to be married, but like I can't imagine like a young. I don't know, like who's married that seems young? I don't know. <laughs> well, but what I'm asking is like if but if like, you're married, would you all? If you're married, do you have the choice to be like? he cheated on me or he had an affair. I feel like they would say he's having an like like yeah, when when, when, when like that white husband is having confronts the other one. No, like they're like are you having an affair? <laughs> Somebody like, I would never say that to Anton or something like if I suspected he was having an affair. I would never <laughs> turn to him and go Anton, tell me now. <laughs> Are you having an affair? <laughs> it just wouldn't feel right. But would it's you say, are you cheating on me? If I was cheating on him, I wouldn't be like, honey, I'm having an affair. <laughs> it just feels wrong. It feels so early 90s. It should 90s. feel wrong. It, it should, feels so you know what? It should feel close wrong. close in uh, whatever the fuck movie that was. Uh, you know. I feel like it's always named by either the person being accused or the person doing it in a way <laughs> that's like very... But and it, I think you know who always seemed like an affair. It happens. You know who seems like an affair? Julia Roberts. Even when she was young, in uh, Sleeping with the Enemy, for example, Mm -hmm. she was having an affair per se. I mean, I don't know if she was having an affair per se, (laughs) (laughs) but like, she seems like the type who would be involved in an affair of some kind. Whether it was like her husband having the affair or if she was like, honey, I'm having an affair. So who oh, I feel that it's always prefaced by saying, honey, I'm having an affair. So you, you have to be I mean? calling your significant other honey I to like have an for, affair. I feel like it's for people who call each other. Or darling. Honey. Or yeah, darling. Darling is not so. What about darling? What? <laughs> darling. Yeah, with an darling, H. I mean, darling. Maybe. I think honey is more indicative of an affair. Now, does anybody I, remember toots? the show? 
No. Now, if you call your if you call your significant other toots, is that <laughs> is that cheating on or is that a fair? If you call your significant That's other toots, you're dead for. now. <laughs> you're gonna be in the river by Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a different kind of. You could also, I just the last affair example is to me saying, saying to your closest confidant, (laughs) you'd be like, or or it could be like this. You could either be like, I'm having an affair, and someone could go, (laughs) or you could be like, I'm, I'm, and someone goes, Are you having an affair? Right. Exactly. You could fish it's it out. Like you, you're going to get a drink with your best friend. That's right. And you're like, look, Rick, I got to come clean. And then Rick goes, yeah. you're having an affair. <laughs> and then the, the other friend is like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're having an affair, aren't My you? My wife is going to fucking leave me. <laughs> like, well, she should. You know, you're a fucking you're fucking, asshole. You're a fucking bitch. You've been doing this for how long? He's like, can't help myself, Tony. Fuck. <laughs> okay, but then on the flip side, I'm now I'm curious, like, what what is cheating on? Like, are we talking about some millennials who just go to like Starbucks think, or something, and yeah, then and then they're I having a little that. a quick chat, and they're like, I cheated on Margaret. I think that <laughs> there's yeah, I don't feel that like an early twenties couple who might be married from the millennium mm-hmm. <laughs> would be having an affair. It's not appropriate for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're they cheating. Could, you're fucking cheating. I would cheating. say they're cheating or they're like hooking up even. So hooking up. Yeah, yeah. To say. Well, yeah. Jumped yeah. on the old grinder per se. Well, if there hasn't, <laughs> if there hasn't been a discussion about like you know the the openness of the com- of the uh, right, maybe right, one right. person thinks it's op- more open than it actually is, and then you're you know what like, well, that no, brings up a good know. point because I feel like maybe hooking up is more for like if you already know that it's accepted in the relationship. You know, you have an open relationship, you come to your partner, you've been like, I hooked up with Barry. No, yeah, right. I mean, sure, you what could you say think? that, but I feel like you would... Barry you could, Levinson. My point is that like a younger millennial couple who's, you know, being cheated on or is having an affair mm-hmm. um, is would come to their significant other wanting to come clean, like, like, <laughs> like let's say their wife's name is uh, Natalia. <laughs> Natalia, I gotta come clean. What is it, Rick? <laughs> it's always I'm, Rick. I'm hooking up with Donna. <laughs> he wouldn't be like, I'm having an affair. Like that's too midlife crisis. You know what I mean? Like it, it just is. doesn't feel right. But I gotta, um, ask, I gotta ask you, really quickly. Michael Douglas has been on the screen a lot in your house. Does yes. that mean you've just been choosing Michael Douglas movies because <laughs> no. Michael Douglas is in them? Not specifically, although okay. I've started to enjoy his affair type persona. Um, Would you say no, that I you're watched... you've been having an affair with Michael Douglas? Then is what it seems. Ah, like. I mean, well, hey, more of a menage a trois, if you will. Okay, okay. Oh, I see. It takes <laughs> three that, to tango. I would never use that expression either. I feel that is actually something that a couple that would use the term affair should be using, mm. if in fact they were having a quote unquote menage a trois. Um, <laughs> I only use that term because. Well, Anton and I have been watching these movies together. We're both enjoying the Douglas. Mm-hmm. You know what can I say? Uh, we and watched. The Douglas. <laughs> so we watched uh, Perfect Murder. Pretty good. Um, we also watched Wall Street. Not does not involve an affair per se. <laughs> Wait, yes, it does. What am I talking about? Uh, Daryl Hannah is in it, and well, even though she's not married, I would say she certainly falls into the category of having an affair. You know what I mean? <laughs> Circa that time. Um, I watched 
What else? That yeah, that was like a '90s, uh, mid to early '90s movie, maybe late '80s. No, I think it was. Yeah, Wall Street's in the in the late '80s. I think. Late '80s, yeah. Pretty fun movie. I mean, kind of fun. Kind of actually really interestingly shot in a lot of at a lot of moments. And I also have been watching an excessive amount of Shark Tank. Not a movie, obviously, but it may as well be because I'm watching multiple movies worth of Shark Tank. <laughs> and uh, also, what else did I write there? I'm just going to brief through. The- oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. we should really brief because Kill- we should we should Killer move on. Joe. Killer Joe. And then before I go to sleep was another one. Killer Joe was kind of interesting. It was by William the same Friedkin? director. That's the guy who directed The Exorcist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He yeah. did Killer He's Joe. Gonna- yeah. yeah, I saw that a long time ago. But no, I- what do you think of that? What do you think? I remember liking it. I saw the t- I saw two later Friedkin movies in theaters, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's got a, uh, you know, not what. Uh, it's got you know, uh, you know, what's his name? <laughs> Days and confused. <laughs> McConaughey, yeah. McConaughey, yeah. Matthew McConaughey, exactly. He Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Get your freaking filthy kilt out my fucking face. Oh, I can't show you. (laughs) I can't show you my three star rating for Killer Joe. (laughs) Oh, three star rating. Oh, interesting. Right. Dominic, you might enjoy it. It's kind of a fun little flick. There's a a graphic scene in it that you might enjoy. Oh, oh. Very graphic. I mean, it's kind of graphic, psychologically graphic. It's kind of fun. So so is this to imply that I I only like when, when a movie is extremely graphic? Well, I think Look, they do, I like mean, psychologically graphic movies. I do like okay, so we're not talking like you know, we're not talking not, blood and guts. Not exactly, but like it's in that realm. But are we talking dick and balls graphic? Ex- I mean, it on it's treading on that line. Okay. <laughs> There's a scene that I think that you might enjoy. Right? <laughs> right. Nigh on, right? It's not on that line. You know what I'm talking about, Spencer? You know what I'm talking about? I, you know what? It's been too long. I saw it in theaters. I don't oh remember. Oh, my God. I'll just say this. It involves, like, some fried chicken. All okay. Right, all right. I sort of remember that now. Yep. Sign me up. Yeah. You know, when I think... Kind of fun. Kind when of When I fun. think nudity in movies, the first thing that always comes to mind is Antichrist. Oh, <laughs> Have you guys seen okay. Antichrist? Are you kidding? That yeah. first thing? That opening um, sequence. Oh, a... I mean, man. Oh, yeah. You've never seen Dick and Balls uh, Is that Willem Dafoe's like Dick that. and Balls? Um, it is. I, mean, I feel that Willem Dafoe could definitely have an affair, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, apparently Willem Dafoe is quite well endowed with endowed? his, uh, you know. It's, right. it's, it's him, I think, right? I, I do I'm believe so. I'm not really investigate, but I think what, it Oh, it? I'd investigate it, and it's him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, um, just to brief over one quick thing that I wanted to mention. Yeah, that yeah, I, what have you, that been, I yeah, what have is, you watched? Uh, Search Party. Look, I got to put out the call for this. Search Party, which is a TV show, it's on HBO Max. Uh, I believe it started on another network, but HBO picked it up um, during season three, and so now they they will continue to uh, fund and release the the next seasons. But season four just came out um, this month, and man, oh man, this show is so good, and I feel like not enough people are talking about it. I'm obsessed with it. I think it's Search Party. Yeah, Wait, Search what Party. Channel? It's on HBO. You can find it on HBO oh. Max. Um, oh, we just got a comment from Nicole who said, I, I've been really into Search Party 2. There we go. So someone is. Um, but Search Party, it's like a it's a comedy, but it's very dark. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not that dark, but it definitely has some dark themes and some dark kind of situations. 
that the comedy is then born from. But I think this is the funniest show on television. And I say oh. that um, now that Broad City is has been off the air for a few years, because I used to think that Broad City was the funniest show on TV. I feel like this is in a similar sort of like very just um, clever, well-written comedy in, a, in the same vein as a Broad City, if you will. But this is a it's a story that continues, whereas Broad City is more just like episodic you know you can just tune in whenever this is like you got to start season one episode one and then the story just progresses um and i just feel like it's getting better and better like uh, uh me and josh wow. me and josh binge watched um the first half of season four today and i mean it's just so addicting like i would have just kept watching but i feel like it's almost like i stop oh, wow. myself because i want to spread it out because i'm just having so much fun with it i mean it's just so creative and the 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 comedic situations that they're coming up with at this point are just like brilliant. I think. I, I feel like it. The, it yeah, starts a little rocky. Season. Okay, oh. you, you watch the first season. What do you think? On a plane. Okay. Once. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Okay. I haven't followed up, but yeah, you were saying starts a little rocky. Was that it starts the l- first season a little rocky? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like any show often has it's kind of trying to figure out its tone kind of episodes and. I can't really remember exactly when I started loving it, but I didn't I didn't love it right at the gate. I was like intrigued and I thought, okay, I mean, you know, I like That's some how stuff. I felt. Yeah. It's like good enough and it's I'm down to watch this. It's like entertaining. But now, seasons in, and I've I've been feeling this now. I mean, I feel like it was basically season two. Season two, you didn't get to the end of season one, did you? I mean it was sort of like a twist. And that really okay, amps I, I, things up. I'm gonna need I got I got I got I got a I'm going to start from the beginning again, I think. You should. I, I, I mean, it's I a don't breeze. watch a lot of TV shows, but this one this one, I has a, an, a leg up because I've already watched a bunch of it. <laughs> it's just been a little while, and I had positive feelings about it, and, and this recommendation already pushes it. And but let plus, me say... Oh, it's got good people involved that I like a lot. Yes, like the guest stars that pop up in this series. I don't even want to spoil them, but like okay. there's so many bit parts that come into play. And I feel like just more and more, um, like it, there's someone in season four that I was just, I was just like, oh my god! I mean, this is just, I love this. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, I cannot recommend it enough. Gotta check out Search Party, everybody. If you're looking for a TV comedy that's just like bite-sized episodes, twenty minutes. I mean, you will just breeze through these seasons. Minutes. The yeah, the episodes are like twenty-two to twenty-five wow. minutes, and you just how like. Ep- how long is an episode of Shark Tank? an hour or like 40 no. 45 minutes really? it is it is yeah it's an hour show and then they take oh out the commercials God. for hulu so you're watching it it's like 44 or 46 minutes there's commercials so you... on hulu but not that many well not if you pay for it uh, i don't pay <laughs> oh you don't pay i don't think sounds so. like laura has used up twice as much of her life as she thought watching <laughs> I think Shark I Tank. Did, yeah <laughs> meaning <laughs> you're actually then you are watching a full hour <laughs> For me, it skip- yeah. there's no commercials. It just skips. Oh, really? No, I got that commercial. I feel like you have to After pay. After every single idea that's presented. I don't know about that king. I think you have to have a Hulu king. account to watch it, though. Uh, well, and don't you pay for you, the Hulu I, account? I don't think that we pay for Hulu per se. <laughs> I think you might. Wait, are you no, saying when we... you're watching Shark Tank, commercials are happening? Yes. All right. I'm well. saying that. But, yeah, we can watch a movie without commercials. A conversation that would not have been possible 15 years ago. <laughs> I know. It wouldn't have. You're saying that 
when you watch that television show, there are commercials occurring in the middle. I know of that's unheard of. Um, <laughs> I know there was cable. Blasphemy. Don't, don't at me on none of my. I don't have. No, it's so funny, like how Anton doesn't want to watch stuff sometimes because it has commercials, and I'm like, God, you're just so spoiled. I mean, do you not remember what life was like in the '90s and even early 2000s as late as? <laughs> yeah, I'm starting it's to like. Get- people that way though it's like come on guys you know commercials are part of life it's how you find out about stuff um all right well this is a commercial for commercials commercials it's how you find out can i tell you guys a commercial idea that i had today that (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, somewhat amusing all right uh anton and i were on a walk earlier in the montclair near oak in in oakland the oakland hills and uh we were on this trail kind of thing and there was like a family that was just sort of flying by on their bicycles and they had, there was a kid that was singing this song. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. And then Anton was like saying to me, he's like, you're singing the wrong lyrics, kid. And I was like, imagine if like somebody was driving their car down like a desert road in the middle of Arizona. And like the kids are in the back, they're in like a nice SUV and the kid's like, happy new year to you. And then there's like a police officer on a motorcycle and he like pulls them over and he's got his shades on <laughs> and he pulls them over and he, and like the dad like pulls over and he's like, and then the, the officer is like, license registration and insurance, please. <laughs> and then like, the dad pulls out the insurance. He looks back at the kid. The kid's still like, Happy New Year to you. And then the police officer's like, Did you know you were singing the wrong lyrics to that song? I'm going to have to cite you for that. <laughs> I'm like, Boom. Geico what? guy comes on. He's like, Don't what? get caught without your insurance. Oh, it's a Geico. It's a Geico. I don't know. It's okay. like, I just thought it could be a funny like, insurance commercial or something like that. Like, imagine if like somebody got pulled over. Well, Geico is singing the, the wrong lyrics to Happy Birthday. Geico commercials are the the nation's current premier venue for short form sketch. <laughs> exactly. uh, and uh, like comedy. the dad looks back at the kid like, kid, you're getting me in trouble over here. <laughs> and the kid's just like, sorry, dad. I don't know. I, just, I could year. totally see it. I could see this really taking off. You know what I mean? Happy New Year <laughs> you to you. Know what I mean? Okay. Like, I feel like this could really be a commercial somehow. Like, even though it doesn't even make sense in terms of like trying to sell insurance, because how this ties into insurance, I don't know. But they always do that in commercials. Like, they'll do something that doesn't even relate to the product. But oh, totally random. It's fun. Yeah, that's random. how you get them. That's how you exactly. get the kids these days. Exactly. I, I appreciate yeah. that that's where your head went. I, I know that <laughs> if I had heard that, I would it would have been equally inspiring. I'm not sure where my head would have gone, but I know that it was in, that's an inspiring well, It's just funny because the kid's on a bike and they're like biking by. And the kid's just like, happy new year to <laughs> you. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on over here? That is really good. And Anton is just, you're singing the wrong lyrics. I'm like, oh, they're singing the wrong lyrics. That just reminded me too oh of the God. fact that Stella Rosa, the uh, fake wine that yeah. is available in the world uh, yeah. that advertises billboards all over California, um, yeah. they, they their advertising is really direct and simple. <laughs> like it's like almost groundbreakingly simple to the point where like it'll just be it'll just say Stella Rosa, and then it says Happy Birthday. <laughs> and that's like, the slogan. That for their product. It's just happy birthday. 
It's like I always dreamed on my birthday of getting a bottle of Stella Rosa. Of fake course. Wine. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday. Well, there you go. There you go. Thank you. Best, so happy. There's a lot of slogans out there just waiting to be used. Right. <laughs> happy so birthday. For... Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, brilliant. <laughs> Um, okay, Anyways. look, we okay. are short on time, but I do want to. Yeah. I do want to give. Um, oh, I do, do want to give Spencer the <laughs> yes. uh, the limelight here. Give him the floor. Um, I take it that you watched our top ten episode based on on the notes I'm seeing in this talk. I did. Um, so I mean, Spencer, I, I suppose now at this point it is a tradition. Um, it seems yeah. that we always have you. Oh, I, yeah. I don't. I do not oh, plan yeah. this. I do not plan this. But it I seems know. that we always have you on an episode or two after our top ten of the year episode. And as tradition yep. dictates, you always chime in. You chime in with your top ten. So um, right. I'd love to give you the limelight here. Um, mm. are, do you think you can do a top ten in ten minutes or? Less. Or less? I can, do, I can do it in less. Holy I can do shit. It in less. Wow. Okay. Wait, I should take notes. Oh, fuck it. I'll just ask you to text me them later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can uh, watch the episode, you know. Right. Or, yeah, you can just rewatch your own <laughs> dang content. Long, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ever heard of it? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it is just very funny that way. Like, this is the third year in a row yeah. you've had me on, like, like basically <laughs> right. in January. And so, like, I'm just like, oh, I just listened to your top ten the first time I did it. And then the second time, I was like, well, I did it the first time. Might as well do it this time. And now it's happening. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> so, uh, I, feel, I feel like it's an obligation at this point. So um, my, to my top ten of 2020 is obviously from a, sm a slimmer pool um, than usual. But I was surprised at the amount of movies I actually got around to, that, considering that. Um, uh, and I, unlike Laura, I liked all of these movies. <laughs> I liked all that was my main takeaway from our top ten episode. Was <laughs> like most people say go. It was like you, you were giving were, your, your ten favorite slogan. movies you hated don't it. like. <laughs> no, that's yours. <laughs> I feel like I I stood by. Look, I'm not saying I loved all of them, but like even in the lower tier, I still liked them. I liked them a lot. You know. Okay, but I Anyways. told you I could do it in less than 10. Right. So here yes, less than 10. Here we so go. Number 10. 10. <laughs> this is the new segment. It's called Less Than 10. <laughs> or we should 10. call it 10 in less than 10. 10 in less than 10. Here's 10 yeah, in less than 10 with okay. your guest. Um, <laughs> Spencer O. 10 et. 10 mm. et. Oh, shit. Oops. Christopher Sorry. Nolan's, oh, 10 et. Christopher Nolan's 10 et. Uh, oh, 10 et. 10. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, Wait, a movie. Ten Tenet? Chris, Chris, Chris Tenet. T -E -T -E -N -E -T. Wait, did I see that? I, I don't think know. so. It doesn't oh. seem like it, unless you Never hated mind. it more you than. Didn't. I might have hated it. <laughs> you didn't um, see it. Okay. It, uh, I, I didn't really like Palm Springs either, by the way. Um, oh. But, um, uh, oh, that was my turn. Tenet. Uh, Christopher Nolan is somebody whose movies I, I was uh, lukewarm to his cold on for a long time. With the whole, in the whole Batman Inception era, I was just like, uh, no, no. Yeah, I'm, um, I was not interested. Um, but then Dunkirk came around, I was like, okay. And then Tenet came around, I was like, this is fun. You know what? It this is, is fun. fun. Wait, don't so tell me you thought in... Dunkirk was fun. Not fun. Good, but not fun. <laughs> oh, you thought um, it was good. Okay, right. I liked right. it. I, we'd covered that one with the old Matt. Matt Rome. Matt Rome, yeah. 
Okay, Ten, carry on. Tenet, carry on. Tenet is a Tenet is a is a kind of a blast. It's just a, it's just a silly goof goof of a of a serious way too serious uh, time agree. travel spy movie. Good dialogue. Robert, Robert Pattinson's amazing. Um, number nine. I do like Family that. Romance LLC is the latest fiction film from Werner Herzog. Oh. It, filmed in Japan <laughs> and I gotta say Herzog's back baby okay. he hasn't been this good in a while uh, his fiction films especially have been falling a little flat um, but um, this one's great so watch it it's okay. on, I think it's on Mubi um, <laughs> Family Romance LLC <laughs> number 8 Let Them All Talk is available on HBO Max and is the newest film from Steven Soderbergh Soderbergh is also someone who I'm either like cool I see what you're doing, whatever, to great. And this, this one was pretty great to me. It was like, I, I really liked the whole energy of it, and Meryl and Diane Weiss especially is great. Anyway, what was that one called? Let Them All Talk. Okay. Oh, yeah, I saw that poster, and I just, I don't know, I wasn't enticed, but maybe I should check it out. I guess. It's fun. It's cool. Okay. Um, number seven, a movie that w one of you liked, um, <laughs> even though you both listed it, I think. I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, um, great. Uh, I think it was my wife's second favorite nothing. movie of the year. She really, she really responded to it. I, Everybody I, else excellent. just loved it. It seems like it's because it's great, I, Laura. I found it to be just m more than anything. It's it sticks with you. It's memorable. I think mm -hmm. like it, it's really memorable in in its in its twists and and placements. And, yep. And uh, and uh, who's the lady? Starring in that Tony film. Collette. Tony Collette. No, no, no. The oh, lady, no, no, late, oh, the main oh, lady. Sorry, um, sorry. Right. Uh, Completely blanking. Jesse something. Yes. But I Buckley. forget. Buckley. 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 She's great, and I yeah. think that uh, I think that her tr her tr her twist into becoming Pauline Kale two thirds of the way through the movie for like three minutes in the back of a car, incredible. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. number six is an anime film called Weathering with You. Um, by the director Makoto Shinkai, who is most well known recently for a movie called Your Name. And people flipped over Your Name. I really liked I Your Name, and I want to rewatch Your Name after seeing this because. Is Your Name, a, is that one animated? Yes. Mm -hmm. He's an animated, people... animator. I remember um, that buzzing, buzzing a year ago. Yeah. Weathering with You came out in theaters just before the pandemic um, started. It's, it's really good, uh, but it's not. It's not as your name is way more bold from beginning to end in a way that's like quick notable. Weathering with you just connected with me in a way. It's it's having been to um, Tokyo a few years ago and wanting to go back very badly and just connecting with a lot of Japanese culture throughout my life. Um, it really presents Tokyo in a way that it's like totally intoxicating and i just want to mm -hmm. always go i I've, I've gone back to it since seeing it in theaters nice. it's, it's so good um number five is bean pole which is the last movie i saw before movie theaters closed um it's a russian film by a guy named kantamir balagov it is one of the saddest movies i've ever seen um it features a scene that when i described to allison earlier today my wife um she was like oh no no <laughs> What's it about? In less than 30 seconds, give us a synopsis. It's about two female friends after World War II, I want to say. Oh, so it's like in, beaches. In a, beaches revamp. 
<laughs> seen it. I have not seen beaches. <laughs> you actually. haven't? Oh no, my god, I've not that seen is beaches. a must see. That's a must see. Go ahead. Carry on. Sorry. Um, gotta add it to my seconds. letterbox list. Um, uh, <laughs> they're friends, but uh, the, the, everything is very, very stark, depressing, and sad, and they go through terrible emotional turmoil and travails. Yeah, um, including some deaths and shit. It's really, oh, really sad. Yeah, like your wife. I say, oh no. Great movie. Great movie. Really slow <laughs> oh, and sad. Bean pole. Okay. Bean I like pole. slow Got and sad. It. Number four. Cajillionaire. Hell yeah. Loved Cajillionaire. And nice. that was my wife's favorite movie of the year. I, I really, really strongly responded to Cajillionaire. And, and I'm not a wow. July fanatic necessarily, although I haven't seen the future. The first movie didn't click for me the way it did for others me and but. you and everyone we know yeah, still yeah. Love it. so i'm, I'm curious yeah okay you had so some you... nice things to say about kajillionaire though and i know I you, you no, flip back I mean, and forth laura i have no idea I'm where a... you stand on this Look, movie they call me flipper <laughs> what can i say when we did a review the ocean and i don't like movies and sometimes i do when what? we did a review i feel like you you start i thought you were gonna it sounded like you hated it when we started the review and I, then right. by the end of the review you were like seemed like you kind of liked it i think my and then, reaction to it was to hate it but then the more i thought about it I was like it's good it settles yeah it's it settles. kind of you know i it had some meritable things about it, but I it's, certainly wouldn't like call it like a favorite movie. To me, say. it's great. strong. It's strong it's in its in its bizarre comedic uh, conceits and mm-hmm. how <clears throat> oddly felt, like deeply felt they they end up being. Yeah. Um, uh, number three, don't even talk about this. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. You guys reminded me of that like movie. That. Uh, that that was a 2020 movie when I watched your show, and I was like, oh yeah, number three. Number two. I like how, wait, 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 sorry. I know we will stop the clock here, but um, I like how Laura just said, oh, yeah, I liked that. <laughs> to no, her I favorite I, movie. I, to no, her I, favorite said, movie. I, I said with an enthusiastic, nuancedly enthusiastic, perhaps you missed <laughs> it. I said, okay. I like that. Okay, not, all right, not, all right. I, I like, like that. that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that, pay attention to the right. details here, baby. Okay, and the clock's back. Nuancedly enthusiastic. The nuancedly um, enthusiastic. Yeah, Portrait of a Lady Empire is super good. Uh, number two, First Cow. Love First Cow. Yes. Oh, I didn't watch that, but I know. Go, go, I, I think that was gorgeous. my third favorite. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. So good. Really? Gorgeous. Okay. And Laura, you would love that one. Like, okay, I mean, it's really? just, it's primed, it's primed and ready for you. Yeah. It's a little slow, though. Sometimes she's not Look, in the slow. It is slow. I'm, it is slow. Oh, yeah. I'm into slow. You don't understand. I'm fine with slow. I just need it to be good. It's it is good, though. <laughs> it is good, though. It's fine if it's it slow. It just has though. to be good. But you got to be awake for it, though. It's, 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 I'll be awake. It's not it's like good. it's even the slowest thing. It's, it's just good. Look, um, I like slow stuff, you know? It's and good. Kelly Reichardt, man, she's just, she's just <laughs> developing like a filmography like almost nobody else. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. And then number one is five movies. It's called Small Axe. It's by Steve McQueen. Um, uh, you can watch these movies on Amazon Prime. Uh, the movies are called Mangrove, Lover's Rock, Red, White, and Blue, Alex Wheatley, and Education. These Damn. five movies are, it's a film anthology, not a TV show, film anthology. Mm-hmm. Um, All together, I would call these the best film experience I had. How long is each one? They range from 70 to 120 minutes long. Damn. So they are definitely feature oh, films. Uh, Wait, so the best one is the shortest Mangrove? One. What's it called? Mangrove is the first one. Oh, what's the Lover's whole thing? Lover's Rock, which is 
almost inextricably tied to the first one is the what's second the whole, one. What's the anthology called again? Small Axe. Small Axe. So if you go on Amazon Prime, just look up Small Axe. Start with Mangrove. Watch the Watchmen in order. Uh, if you want to watch them all, I recommend it because these are my favorite movies of the year. Nice. No doubt. What, did, did you, you see? Like... Did you see Sound of Metal? Oh, I watched. No, that. I didn't see Sound I of Metal. It, but... Okay, put it on there. Didn't love it. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Laura. I mean, of course. I feel no, like you just don't like movies. I think maybe I you just don't like movies. Shush your have you have you ever thought that maybe you just don't like mouth, movies? Just <laughs> shush don't even your try. millennial mouth. You don't even know me. You that don't even know movie me. was so good. No, I mean, wasn't. you're I out of your goddamn mind. Like that. that you're Sorry, out of your goddamn dude, mind. It just wasn't. I it's, added it. I'll watch me. it. I'll Spencer, well, Spencer, you'll love it. <laughs> and then Beaches, also. You like movies. Beaches. Oh, Beaches is a classic. See, I like Spencer because Spencer Marshall. likes movies. Look, okay, Beaches is like, it's kind of cheesy. I mean, like, it's from the early 80s or whatever. Sure. Early 90s. Wait, I don't Bette know. Midler and Spalding Gray. Wow. Yeah, I, I know. It's got all the hits. <laughs> uh, Barbara Hershey, you know, I mean, come Bette on. Bette Midler, Barbara Mayim Hershey, Bialik? Spalding Gray. Mayim Bialik? Bialik is in it, too, yeah. All right, anyway, you guys. I love it. Well, congrats. Congrats on watching the movies. Don't even try to act like acts. Don't even try to act like I don't like movies, okay? Because oh, you I do. Didn't. I mean. Mm. Oh, let's talk about the next the movie we are supposed to be talking about. Oh yeah, about. should we talk about I do that believe so. I think movies. I do think it's time to switch on over to our main topic here, which is promising young woman. I always uh, do this. Sorry, guys. What? No, you know it. We're good. Out. We're we're totally well, good. No, we're, no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, okay, look, promising young woman. It's uh, well, look. I'm calling it a. Tw- Here's how I define a 2020 or a 2021 movie. 2021 movie to me is anything that came out for the masses in 2021. So to me, I'm calling this a 2021 movie because this just came out on Prime but two weeks ago um though technically nobody's going to theaters yeah nobody's going to a theater like technically yeah it released december 25th 2020 but like only in theaters and i feel like that just is so limiting that i'm going to call this a 2021 movie so for all intents and purposes promising young woman 2021 um it again it's a uh it's an american dark comedy thriller which is written and directed by emerald fennel um this is her feature directorial debut it stars Mar- margaret robbie um oh no i'm sorry uh, it stars Mulligan. <laughs> yeah, star- margaret, margaret robbie is robbie. a producer on it um but carrie mulligan stars uh and it's actually a pretty stacked cast with tons yeah, yeah. of kind of cameos in a way of uh Bo Burnham, Allison Brie, Clancy Brown, Jennifer Coolidge, Laverne Cox, and Connie Britton. Um, and Alfred Molina. Af- who's wait? Who does he play? Or who is that? Lawyer. Actually? Oh, he plays Alfred a lawyer. Molina. Wait, I think lawyer. he was in Little Women. I think that's right. Wait, nice. have you seen Little Women, the nineteen ninety five or six? Oh, the old one. That's one old one. There's yeah, I've seen it. Of... Oh, okay. The um, older one. And Promising yeah. Young Woman, it's uh in a spoiler free way it's about uh, a, a a young woman who is uh enacting revenge uh for a dark in- incident that happened uh in in uh her past her and her friend's past um and uh 
this movie premiered at Sundance, like I actually was mentioning earlier in the episode, in, in 2020, but it's just now getting its release. It was kind of pushed back a couple times. I believe it was meant to come out in the summer of 2020, and then, you know, like many other films, it was just pushed and pushed and pushed, and now here we are. Finally, it's released on Amazon Prime, so you can watch it there. I believe it's also on Vudu, but I watched it on Prime. Um, and yeah, so look, we're going to start spoiler-free. Um, so if you haven't seen the movie, you can keep on watching Hero Impressions. We won't mention anything about the story. Um, and then at a certain point, we'll make it very clear that we're going to discuss everything about the movie, including everything that happens uh, story-wise. So you can tune out then. But for now, Spencer, uh, we like to start with the guest here. So what did you think of Promising Young Woman? So the wife and I sat down for Promising Young Woman last night. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, there was been there'd been a lot of chatter in the boxed community and also out in the re- film greater community at large. And it's buzzy. Critics and all that. A lot of chatter, a lot of buzz, a lot of mixed. You know, the, a, a subject matter like this can, ca- courts controversy. It courts uh, uh, mixed uh, mixed points of view in terms of like who. Who, who even has the right to discuss a, a topic like this, you know, stuff like that. I, I think I, where I land after watching it is first, I really enjoyed it. thought it was very good. Um, I don't know where, where on the good spectrum I think it is. It's, it's still percolating in the brain, you know, it's still, it's, I'm still sitting with it, letting it simmer. But, um, but I, I can I can honestly say it was a riveting, absolutely riveting, and a little bit hard in the throat experience. Like like very much like choked with uh, anticipation for various things as it went on. Um, very suspenseful in a way that it was is exciting and fun. Um, not not predictable to me, um, mm-hmm. but I'm no genius. But uh, not too predictable to me. Um, I mean, you started to see where some of the thing, how some of the things got built up, but um, in the beat by beat, I was pretty on 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 the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I feel like there's something that I'm, I'm I'm developing a reading of this movie where some of the things that I think some people are calling out as flaws could be read more charitably in my mind, like. I think some of the more inconsistent things about it are maybe charitably read as intentional or at least something that works with the ethos of the, of the character that is leading us through the story. Um, Mm. you know, it's like in the spoiler section, I will talk about what I mean (laughs) as a whole chunk of film, but, but, I think this it, is going to be a heavy one for spoilers. So I won't say much now. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll sh- cut it off real, sh- real real shortly here. But just it, there's some tonal shifts, almost on a scene by scene basis, mm-hmm. and the way those work to me is to create a uh, an experience where the you're seeing the world the way the character does, in that the character is kind of an actor in her own life. And so you're kind of seeing the way that it, you're kind of seeing it as she would be seeing it in her role in that part of her life. Like, 
maybe it's a sitcom, maybe it's a thriller, maybe it's a romantic comedy, you know, mm. like in, she sees herself, it, it's, I feel like she sees herself as that role in those moments. And so the movie kind of forms around that in, in a scene by scene basis. Mm. So I find Let's... that to be a really interesting aspect of this movie, but overall very intriguing and pretty thrilling and fun movie. Yeah, I want to return to that when we talk spoilers because I feel like there will... I'm curious what you mean, but obviously I don't want to know yet. Um, yeah. Laura, what did you think of this movie, Top Level? Uh, I think it was... It was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was not bad. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I had no idea what it was going to be about. I didn't know anything about this movie. Um I was a little taken aback that I had to pay $20 to watch it, but I was like, because I mean, like, not after, but beforehand, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to, like, pay this much to watch some movie I don't even know about. But actually, I was like, you know, I was surprised. <laughs> I wasn't sure about it at first, but I liked the, the, like, shifting tones of it and kind of the execution was, like, pretty well done, I thought, you know? I mean, it was... It was interesting. It was like, I thought it was going to be a dark comedy at first, but then it became like a serious drama, kind of. I guess, I hope that's not a spoiler. It goes around. It goes around. Yeah, well, no, I mean, it changes genres, like you were saying. And like... I think it's uh, part thriller, too. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's... Well, we could talk more about that during spoilers, because if you really... I don't know. There, I mean... Well, I appreciate yeah. I appreciate that our that our spoiler free part is really light on almost any plot specifics because it really is good to not have yeah. any plot specifics before yeah. you watch this movie if you can. And yeah. actually, for once, for goddamn once, okay. When I when I pull up a movie, this is a little BTS moment here. When I pull up a movie, I always just like skip. I I don't even read the synopsis, like. And I did, I guess I had actually seen this trailer about a year ago, but I hadn't even seen the trailer in a year plus. But By I way, forgot I saw the that trailer I. trailer like six times in theaters, I think. I know, yeah, I but I forgot ask, that I saw this trailer. It? But the synopsis on Amazon, I was like, finally, a synopsis that doesn't give away anything. Because I, I read it after the movie. Because I, nice. I always, I, I like, I don't even want to read the synopsis. Because I feel like oftentimes a synopsis will give away the entire first act of the movie. Yeah, and this synopsis. This synopsis on on Amazon, I was like, whoever, whoever, I hope that it was like the director was just like, look, this is all I want for people to know. And like made sure that that's all that got to even the synopsis on Amazon. Because I'm like, that's all you should know. (laughs) Like, this is not a movie to to know everything before you go into it. Can I ask a question? Whose idea was it to watch this? Uh well I think I suggested a few movies to Spencer and then Spencer mentioned that this was also on his list and how do um, you like I'm just curious Spencer like how do you what's your main source for finding about out about movies or is are there multiple oh man well is it Letterbox or like Letterbox it... is is a yeah. big one lately actually I have to for say me I mean it's really a big one uh but I you know I try to just generally I mean. Yeah, I really don't. I really don't. I think Letterbox is a huge one right now because I, I, I mean, it used to be I would check to see the showtimes in theaters. You know what's what, or like Landmark or I, I'm also on like the Roxy's mailing list because they have 
occasional like you know screenings that you can pay for and they get the proceeds. I gotta get on this letterbox. Sounds get on letterbox. Also, on I, I'm on uh, the Alamo Drafthouse's newsletter, oh, and they also oh. were recommending this movie. Um, I was idea. also. I'm also. I follow IndieWire on Twitter, and IndieWire is a great website that. Um, I feel I, I actually don't often agree with <laughs> with many of their reviews. Like I feel like they're kind of all over Indie the place, the, re, the review wise. Well, but to me, they, it seems they, like IndieWire is kind of like more mainstream. Uh, well, no, I feel like they 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 give some light to movies that don't otherwise get light from other from other news sources. I like that. Day. I like really? I, I like Ehrlich. I follow him on Letterboxd. Yeah, I like right. Ehrlich. I don't know. I guess I remember like looking through IndieWire, especially like on our last top ten episode, because I was like, what even came out in twenty twenty, and then. I was like noticing the movies that they were shining a light on as like movies that didn't get very much attention in 2020 and like nowhere did anybody mention Portrait of a Lady on Fire and I was like why is nobody well, talking about I know why because, because it came out in 2019 in a in a similar kind of way of this movie where no, I know, everyone's, like, everyone's considering Promising a Woman a 2020 movie but for me I just feel like that's in a way it's almost elitist because it's like the only people who could have seen this movie in 2020 are film critics yeah. And that's not enough for me. Like, I, and I feel like a movie should be considered when it's released for the public, you know? The critics' yeah. lists have really gotten that way, and it's kind of a shame. Like, I don't blame yeah. any one single one of them, but, like, I, I, the whole critics' organization, I feel like, has been like, yeah, sure, I guess we all saw this movie this year, so let's say it's our favorite movie of this year. And it's yeah. like... Well, it's just yeah like promising young woman was all over top 10 lists for 2020 and i'm just like you guys but i can like, see how no they one would, like, saw this <laughs> yeah exactly i can see how they would not want to push it ahead 12 months like in their publication cycle to be like well we, we we're thinking about it now let's talk about it now but like, i guess so but yes but i wouldn't do it myself i agree yeah. with you it's just so unfortunate like for the artists who are creating stuff that you know it just so happened that they needed to release the thing at a certain time and then they get punished for it you know what i mean yeah. I mean, inadvertently, Amen. because of, like, stupid rules and shit. I Amen. hate that shit. They should just have a rule where it's, like, not of 2020 or 2019, but of the last X amount of months or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Well, I just don't know. Anyway. Well, to get back to our review, oh, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> did, you have any, did you have any further thoughts, I, I liked, Laura? I thought it was pretty good. How would you think? Um, yeah, I also liked it. I feel like I have a lot of mixed feelings. Um, I mean, it's really interesting because I feel like as I was watching it and, and reflecting on it in the last day, it's, it even feels like the things that are both some of my favorite things about it are also some of my least favorite things about it. Like it just feels a little uneven in certain ways that I'll get into in, in a little bit, but like, um, like character decisions are sometimes really cool (laughs) and then sometimes i'm like i just don't know about that at all and um even like technical things sometimes i'm like damn i love the style of this movie and then other times i'm like this doesn't this kind of feels like half-baked or just kind of like thrown to like some of these scenes just feel like they weren't really um i don't know they, they just aren't as creative as some of the other scenes like Man, there's some highs in this movie as far as like, uh, just 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 like the cinematography and just the 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 
the way that they're choosing to kind of incorporate music and and the visuals all together like sometimes it really culminates in these awesome sequences and then other times it just feels so flat to me so i don't know i guess that's to say i i kind of feel like this movie is a bit uneven um but overall i mean there's a couple just like kind of things about this movie that are real kickers and um were pretty engaging to me um so again like this is gonna be a spoiler heavy uh review i would say when we get into it but i think my overall thoughts are that i would i would like recommend this movie but it's um i i don't love it like i don't love it yeah (laughs) there's some major things holding me back from loving it that I'll okay. get into. Well, I don't even know what they are, but I just wasn't like in love with it, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it, <laughs> just, it what I'll say though is I'm really curious as to I I'm super intrigued by this director. Like I feel like yeah, I'm really excited to see her second film and Me I will too. definitely follow her and like I, I I'm I'm on board for sure. Um but yeah, I just feel like this this kind of has a little bit of the trappings of like just kind of trying things out and just kind of like figuring out exactly what the style is you know and maybe yeah. it's the tonal shifts i i feel like the tonal shifts didn't bother me so much as much as just kind of like some of the stylistic shifts in a way um what? but we'll What's we'll get into it i mean but yeah right, overall we, uh, i like it you... oh good okay should we um, make the announcement for yeah i feel like maybe the this next, the next there... round here yeah let's do it okay so look okay. we're we're gonna talk spoilers this is this is a movie that's tough to talk around, as you are probably guessing. So, if you haven't seen *Promising Young Woman* um, and you care about spoilers, uh, definitely don't keep watching. I feel like this is a movie to really try and go in blind if you can. Um, but if you have seen it and you're ready to discuss, please, you know, uh, feel free to comment, and uh, we'll we'll incorporate you in. I'm really curious to hear what people have to say about this too. So, if you have seen it, let us know what you think too. Um, but we are going to talk spoilers, so. Bye if you haven't seen it. Um, but hello if you if you have. Um, hello. I I just put our spoiler warning up. So look who wants to who wants to get us going here. Maybe maybe just a brief little summary of what this movie is about would would be a good kickoff for us. I guess um, so. Um, what? Yeah, I mean it, it. In medical school, a woman was raped in public um and filmed doing so being having that that done to her um and it was was very college frat hazy kind of situation and then um and the the woman who is the the star of the film um is lives with the torture of of this experience having happened to her friend because she couldn't help um, she wasn't there. She couldn't. She couldn't be there to, to stop it, uh, or or prevent her best friend from living this trauma. So she lives her entire life now, um, and I mean her entire life from that <laughs> point forward, um, absolutely tortured by it and using it as fodder for uh, a number of increasingly dangerous and uh cleverly staged in a sense uh uh revenge 
act. scenarios against men who take advantage of women. Right. Um, and, and, wim- and women who take advantage of the situations. Mm-hmm. And also the friend who was raped. We, it seemed to me that she was, well, I guess she was raped by one guy, but I'm not, it, it seemed to like imply that maybe she was raped by multiple guys, but I'm not sure. Well, there's at least a group there. there. There was, there was at least a, a group there, but one one man in particular was the sure. per, per, yeah. perpetrator. But like that friend who got raped is dead. Yes, she she died uh, presumably of suicide. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, at a certain point. Um, I just want to add to what you said, Spencer. Too is that she she is seeking, or she's doing these cleverly staged acts or whatever. It kind of starts as just any she man is. who would go to the club and take advantage of a drunk woman. She kind of pretends right. to be drunk. That's kind of like the beginning stages of it is she's pretending to be drunk at clubs. These men pick her up and are trying to take advantage of her, but then she kind of like clicks into her, her actual, like she has been sober the whole time and she sort of like punishes these men by like making she them surprises feel like shit. them by showing them that she's not, she's not sober. And then she maybe but, it's implied that she, yeah, and those scenes are, those, those scenes are hilarious and, and good and savage and totally sickening, you know? Yeah, but and we don't really the, know. they increasingly get, what I wanted to say though, is they increasingly get closer and closer to, like, th- basically, as the movie's going on, she is starting to hone in on specific people that were involved with her friend's rape. And yeah. kind of like, it becomes, a, in my opinion, very like Kill Bill inspired, um, you know, this list of, of people. Yeah, that she is like checking off the list and trying to get to the top dog, like the actual person who raped her. Um, it's a very, it's a very. I'm not going to say every scene or the whole thing is is indebted to Tarantino, but there is a very Tarantino esque feel mm-hmm. to the scenes where she is enacting revenge. Yes, people, because Tarantino, if there's one thing he, especially in his last 15 years of his career, if there's one thing he's really, for 20 years now, Kill Bill, Jesus. Um, he's really honed in on it's the it's the well plotted uh, glacially paced <laughs> well plotted scene <laughs> with dialogue entertaining dialogue but but it's very much like it you you just you understand how this these the characters are feeling at every moment and how the machinations are unfolding and who knows what and whatever and like you you really like it's all about the like watching the script unfold moment by moment. Like that's mm-hmm. a very Tarantino thing is to like have the actors really and have the actors really revel in that, you know, in their role. Like whether it's the hapless person or the the person who's totally in control of the they're situation. They're almost like they're like magnified, like iconic versions of those characters. Not iconic, but they're uh, totally. magnified versions of you know these classic types of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and and like obvious, obviously, like it even starts with like this, the same kind of title card that Tarantino Ex- sorry, uses. Sorry, exaggerated. Maybe. Exaggerated is the word. Exaggerated versions of exaggerated. Yes, yes, yeah. And it, it starts yeah. with the same kind of title card that Tarantino <laughs> uses, which is like a special font, and it says "Promising Young Woman," and there's a little like copyright blah blah like blah. Very like, stylized. Yeah, which which is like '70s style. The movie's not a '70s style movie, but like that title card is, and so like right. you can see where they're going with it. It's like this is taking like this is you you can see it as an homage to to exploitation movies like female led like 
revenge thrillers of the like 70s and like exploitation thrillers and things like that but uh, though it is that it's also a, a, an homage to the homage master <laughs> who is Tarantino. Right. Tarantino yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of more like his version of it than it is like the original. The original, yeah. Of it. I will um, also say too the title cards of just the 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 number of the person that she is getting revenge on yeah. pops yeah. up on the screen like one, two, right, three, right. four. Like as she's going through her list, basically, yeah. very Kill Bill again. Very Kill it, Bill. It like yeah. shows the name, or not the name. Sorry, not the name, but it shows like okay, this is the next person in her the list. The next person you, know? you got to take down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and what? I, so there are a couple things about this movie that I I I think are intriguing in a way that Tarantino wouldn't have have done. Um, and maybe it's just. Maybe it's more likely to be done this way if it's a female director. Maybe it's just Emerald Fennell's particular uh, uh, goal with this film. I, I, I think it's probably more the latter than the former. But, mm-hmm. but, but there is, of course, the, a difference between the male gaze and the female gaze in a lot of ways. And this movie kind of explores that. Totally. Um, but I think that... Um, uh, so the movie never uses the word rape once. I don't know if you ever guys noticed happen to notice that it's not in that's it. interesting in, it's not in the script um at least not in the dialogue um and it's not violent until the end and it feels yeah. like it's going to be at any moment like right yeah so much like as the movie goes on it's extremely tense you feel like any situation she's in could turn to violence she could become violent the person she's targeting could become violent. It could be any, either one of these things, and you really don't know who's going to snap or why or when. But, uh, but as as the movie goes on, you kind of realize, oh, her mo is not violence. In the end, it's it's she's not actually interested in in violence. And I would say that the um, the scene where she is murdered, um, you know the scene, you know the term suicide by cop. Uh, I would say that the scene where she is murdered is sort of a suicide by revenge victim. <laughs> um, I think that it's, you know, as the plot twist reveals, at the very least, she was very aware of what could happen to her. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like she probably didn't want to really be alive anymore. I think it was sort of like an intentional, like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it in a way where, like, if I'm going to do this meaning and end it for me. Mm-hmm. I have to do it in a way that at least fulfills my, you know, my end of this bargain um, in life, which is to pull the revenge I, I need to pull. And I feel like as it goes on, she, uh, I lost my train of thought. What were you gonna say? Somebody else. Uh, go. I, go ahead, Laura. Go yeah. ahead, okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah, I thought it was interesting how we never really see what ends up happening between her and her other her victims in the beginning of the film where it opens on like, you know, a scene where she entices a guy who is clearly trying to take advantage of the fact that she's drunk or she appears to be drunk and brings her to his apartment. And then she kind of snaps out of the appearance of being drunk. And then, you know, we see that she's fully alert, fully lucid and 
well, uh, then it cuts after that. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happens, but what we but see her the, mark. Uh, the scene ends with them in bed and the guy is like about to, you know, he's like taking off her underwear and going for her crotch, basically. And then we just see her eyes open wide. And then it cuts to the next scene of her walking down the street with no shoes on, all disheveled looking, eating what appears to be like a hot dog <laughs> with what appears to be blood running down right. her arm. Yeah. But maybe it's ketchup. We don't know what just happened. And then yeah. we see the next scene, her basically at home scribbling a name in a little notebook that she keeps with what, what we can only assume is the name of the guy that she just did something to. Right. And that's when my but, wife turned to me and said, so she's a serial killer? And I was like, I don't right. know. That's a lot of names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like but like, but don't like we never do names. see what she does with any of the guys. And, and when we see kind of when the movie over starts to unfold and reveal a little like inch by inch sort of the full night of what happens between her and one of her, you know, like apparent next victims. Yeah. We see that she doesn't really like we don't see her commit an act of violence until that final scene where she's about we Well, she takes out a scalpel or whatever. Yeah. On the last scene where well, she's actually face to face with yeah. the guy who started all of this for her right. and her friend. Her but, friend's rapist. But yeah. we still don't really know. Like, did she ever do anything violent to those guys, or was she just merely trying to teach them a lesson? Yeah, like, she was trying it's to do to the female friend, and like she did with that. Well, what I mean, she ended up forgiving the lawyer, conveniently. Um, but you know, he was the only one that ever actually apologized. I realized. The yep. lawyer was like truly sorry, whereas everybody else was like, "I was only a kid." I da 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 da. Nobody ever said sorry. Well, it appears so, that's what she was looking for is a, an, an actual heartfelt apology, not just like a fake moment of apology in the midst of like not terror. Even, <laughs> but it's not even moment. Nobody even says sorry. They're yeah, just right. like, right. they're just like, you have to forgive me. Like, for right. example, the guy that she's dating, he has to forgive her. He doesn't ever actually say sorry. Yeah. yeah. And the female he says, well, don't you understand? Says, like, I was just right. young and like, the female they have friends an excuse. Sorry. Like, they all are blaming her for being angry at them and holding a grudge when it's like they're flipping it and trying to make it seem as though she's the one who needs to get over it mm-hmm. when none of them have done anything to reconcile what happened. Right. Yeah. And so it's not, I think that maybe that's why she was able to forgive the lawyer. But point being, I am curious, like, yeah, was she ever actually violent? I or, totally that thought. Important? I don't know. I, I also didn't really know much about this movie going into it. And so, I, I mean, I think it's it's more than implied that she's murdering them. Like, at the, I think yeah. your first thought is supposed to be, oh, she she killed that guy. Or, or like, murdering, yeah. or, or at least, like, fucked him up or something. Yeah. Of the, uh, by the way, Nicole um, is in her comments and she said, I thought that was a jelly donut. And I think she's right. I think it was a jelly donut, not a hot dog. <laughs> um, but, but, like, you know, the point remains the same that it's like some sort of red thing dripping down her arm that you assume might is implied could be blood. But I totally right. thought like, yeah, she's got these two colors in her notebook. I thought that kind of implied because some people are marked in red. Some people are marked in black. I thought that right. black maybe meant right. that she well, just blue, blue scared them or something. And then red meant that she killed them. Like I thought there's going to be some sort of reveal with that. So the right, whole time I was here. expecting, I was expecting like, oh, okay, so sometimes it goes to violence and sometimes it doesn't. You know, I wonder what the 
what, yeah. why she does that or, or what it like I thought that was going to be more what was it about what what it was about but um or like at it, least that would get explained somehow but yeah well I, I ultimately was fine with that not getting explained because of yeah I feel like we kind of understand by the end what her rules are um which yeah. I think you already got at which is that she's looking she she wants genuine uh she wants an apology remorse. you know yeah she wants actual remorse for what but took place i still for her don't know like why is she violent though i'm really curious i don't I, think so i'm gonna think i'm gonna say i don't think she was i think that yeah. in in the end she was she would take i i mean she's put herself in such danger every time like right she's, she's in true danger in all these situations and she seems to assume that like she can kind of handle Right. Well, maybe, the, maybe the maybe her whole outlook from the get go was like, if I end up getting killed by any one of these people, so be it. But at least I somehow right. left a mark. Yeah, and it and it seems like she managed to to get to get away with it enough times because she's she's intimidating enough and scary enough. Once she snaps out of it and, and stops acting and becomes, um, or I, I should guess. say, stops acting drunk and starts acting mean, um, then she's like, you know she's able to convince them all that you know this is all i'm here to do is to make you feel bad about the fact that you are someone who's capable of doing this and you need to not do this anymore and uh it's it's like sort of like her life is sort of like a big public service announcement like right. when she's doing all of these things <laughs> i um, also like that they were varied too that it felt like each person that she uh, confronts, especially when we're talking about the kind of chapter mark ones, the ones along her, her way to get to the rapist. It felt like each one of those she really handled in a in a different way. Like not only did the person have a very different role in the rape, yeah, she also the situation that she sort of manifests is pretty different and kind of keeps you on your feet. Like I I like that it wasn't just kind of the same song and dance like every single time. Like I, I my favorite was the. Um, I guess she was like the counselor or that or a teacher or something at the school. The and dean. She, the dean. Oh, she was the dean. Okay, I kind of yeah. said. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she goes in there and she basically presents the fact that she kidnapped this this woman's daughter and that her daughter is now like daughter. in the. It, she locked her or she like left her in a room full of the same people who raped her friend years ago, and so then like right. the dean is panicking and and she's like you know freaking out she's like where's my daughter she's trying to call her but she has her cell phone and i felt like that was i believed it first of all i, I thought she was actually telling the truth and then yeah. of course the reveal at the end of the scene is that uh she goes like you think i would ever do something like that <laughs> like yeah she's no, like your daughter's just diner. in the car she's yeah <laughs> or yeah she's she's at the diner like she just thinks that she's waiting for a boy band to show up or something yeah right and i, yeah. And I feel like that was that was sort of really telling oh, i think dreams. Yes, Wait, really? <laughs> the band the was called the band was oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the diner. Um, no. <laughs> which would be an interesting diner. I mean, what hey. a diner! <laughs> but I think that was a pretty telling uh, scene to to show um, that she says to her, like, "Oh, do you think I would ever?" Like, I can't believe that you think that I would ever do something like that, you know? When, of course, that's what you, we're all thinking. We're all thinking that, yeah, yeah. And she actually maybe did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot, of, there is a lot of really good, um, really good uh, playing in this movie on your expectations of what is, mm -hmm. what, what the person, what the main character is doing. I, I think this is a good, say, good way to really explain kind of what I was trying to say at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
if you want to read this movie in what I think is the m- most charitable way I can I can think of, and it it seems convincing enough to me to do so. She's really acting differently in a lot of the different scenes where that that follow the the tonal shifts of the movie. Like she has sort of a slightly different persona in every scene, mm. and you can see the similarity. So you're convinced this is a character. It doesn't feel inconsistent the way she acts in each scene from scene to scene, mm. at least to me. But um, although it, but I guess it's a little jarring at first. So at first you see her in one of these scenarios where we described where she's, she's baiting a guy and she's acting very drunk. And then she starts acting very mean and, uh, and clear headed, you know, and she, she snaps out of it and scares the guy. She intimidates the construction workers. And then the next thing we know, or either the next thing you know, or soon after she's in her coffee shop job and it's basically a sitcom. From there, like in in her in the coffee shop, there's like quips between her and the boss. No, it's like it's like a rom com. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, we're like like quipping her and her boss are Laverne Cox, which is very funny, are right. quipping with each other, and then Bo Burnham comes in, does a super meet cute scene where he tries to like, you know, ask her out, fumbly flirty dialogue, whatever, and then and then every scene with him is kind of like that. So that sets up that kind of movie she's in. And then there's the movie she's in at home where she's just like a very like, like she doesn't like her parents. So she's just extremely, and though she lives at home at 30. So she's just extremely like, ugh, like, you know, fine, I'm depressed, whatever. Like, and that's kind of, that feels like that's kind of her like base level, like really like how she is actually in a way. Like she's a depressed person, right? So like, at home, she doesn't have any airs to put on. She's just very depressed. Um, but out in the world, she has these ways of acting. And so she's kind of in a different movie whenever, depending on whatever she's doing and however she's acting as that mm-hmm. depressed person. Mm-hmm. So like there's the scenes where she's in her own thriller. Then there's the scenes where she's in her own rom-com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. Uh, well, I I want to chime in here because I feel like this is actually my main problem with the movie, which I is thought that might I thought that's what maybe you were trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not so much the tonal shifts though, but I I just felt like I was all in on her mission. I feel like we got a lot of reasons to care for her enacting revenge. You know, plenty of reasons, and yes. and and I wanted I wanted her to to get this revenge right. But I just didn't care about her. Like, it was more specifically, like, I feel oh. like I didn't really know who she was and, like, what what really... She's Britney Spears. What? What? <laughs> she looks like Britney Spears and that's who she is. No, I'm I, I, I just, just couldn't like... help but think the whole time I'm watching Britney Spears starring in a new movie. <laughs> I did not movie. think that at all. Though they do play Toxic. They they play uh, the string part play. Toxic. Oh yeah. my god, she looks so much like Britney Spears. Actually, that, I thought that part was really cool. But like when when she's approaching the cabin with the with all the guys, mm-hmm. that that string part that's happening, the oh I like that. Yeah. That's I like that that's music. the string part from Toxic. It is. From, oh my god, yeah. I was like, this is like it some is, really good yeah. score right here. Um, no, no, that's. Well, I mean, I guess it is part of the score, but it's 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 Toxic for sure. But yeah, yeah. I, I just felt like it was. Um, 
I wanted to care more about her as a person and like in, I just wasn't really like that invested in her relationship with Bo Burnham I felt like I, I just didn't really have a read on who she was it was more just about what her mission and her goal was you know to, to me she's a depressed person acting out in in different ways like and 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 maybe the movie doesn't give you a lot of um character specifics that would allow you to hook into that and so that i could see how that's a, a criticism for sure but um that's how it that's how it worked for me as, as like as as a as an archetype you know I mean, maybe, you know, if this movie was made by, the same movie was made by a man, maybe I would be arguing that that, uh, that she she's a, a female, classic female character with not enough uh, agency and not enough, uh, or not agency, but not enough detail. I don't think know, a man could have made, like, I, I actually, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you mentioned the main thing that differentiates this from a real Tarantino film. Like, uh, certainly she's inspired by Tarantino, or maybe she's inspired by Tarantino. But it seems likely. I, I feel like you you already pointed out the biggest difference, which is that Tarantino is all about showing the yeah. the violence and like you you you're seeing every every painstaking instant of and if there's a rape in the movie, they're going to talk you're about gonna, it. And they're going to say it, and you're going to see it, lot. and you're going to see it for minutes. It. You know, like yeah. and you're going to see it. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's that there's a wrong and a right way to do it, but it is a stark difference, like she is clearly choosing this director i mean is clearly I mean, choosing there, to not show the violence and not show the rape and it's there, it's all just implied there are definitely women who make violent films so that that's oh, not yeah. you know it's not a oh, yeah, yeah. thing but it's it Revenge, is it actually feel like an i was just gonna mention that that's or, movies uh, that movie's on my list gotta watch yeah. oh, you haven't seen that oh it's pretty fun yeah i like um, that movie i want to watch it but um but yeah i i feel like um the 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 particular female gaze being used here is one where the violence and the lack of specificity of it packs more power than using it and saying it you know like like in the end when she's about to uh mutilate the dude with a scalpel you know he's just she's just like you know i just want you to say what you did to her say what you did to her say what you did to her and he never gets around to it because mm-hmm. he kills her before he gets a chance. Which was um, very shocking very surprising. and I was into it, I gotta say. Yeah, like, yeah it was that a very did kind of, crazy moment. I mean, I feel like that was a that was a cool risk. And and I feel like not only was it just kind of like shocking for shocking's sake or anything, it was so much more than that because I feel like it 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 enabled the ending to be as kind of wild as it was. Uh, yeah. What I mean is like the ending twist yes. ultimately that pans out, which is that she kind of like anticipated that she might die and kind of sets up this whole sting operation basically for this yeah. dude's wedding. Um, and granted, like, is it fully believable? Like maybe not. If you start thinking about it, how yeah, the hell would she have done all, all of this? Like it's, it's right. a little outside of the realm of, of, of real, but to me, that didn't matter because it, it felt it right. Like it, it felt right enough for it to work for me, and including wait, wait, her why death was she shocking. Have been able to do all that. I'm just thinking, like, okay, wait, how can you even schedule a text message to go out at a specific Oops. time? She didn't. It's not that. I don't think that's what happened. She told the lawyer probably in that letter what she wanted him to do when he got the letter. If she turned up missing, that she that 
Oh, no, someone else had her phone. See, I thought that, that I thought happened. that too, no, the, the but it does say phone. scheduled message. But it says text scheduled text message. Oh, which, scheduled. Got which it. I was okay. like, but how would oh, she yeah. even know exactly when the wedding was going to be? Whatever. And like, no, I think she knew when the wedding was going to be. It's it, you know. But how would she like, know that he would have that that they would have because that all the, that would have well, definitely happened by then. Burnham? He he knew he was invited to the wedding. It's like her. the game, though. It's you know that movie, the game. It's like all the pieces have to come together in such a way yeah. that Wait, in real Michael life Douglas? we're pro- yeah. Great Michael Douglas movie, <laughs> made my favorite. The, the, uh, the man of the affair. The affair of, known as the game. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say that that the affair known as Michael Douglas. That's like the <laughs> ultimate movie where like I don't care how impossible it is. Yeah. It's still a thrill to, to watch it all come together. Um, and yeah. this movie is less impossible than that. It's still not plausible but it's very it's less impossible than a movie like that it's it's it, you can still kind of see okay the pieces are are not so elaborate that you know you're taken out of it it's it it feels when when it starts happening it's a very like oh shit really but what i love what i love about it maybe most of all is that as we talked it talked about like as i was talking about like how she's the star of it in in a real way like She's the scent we were she's in every scene. She's yeah. in every scene of the movie up to a certain point. And the certain point that she's not in is when she's dead. Mm-hmm. So she dies and she's no longer in a movie that she has been in every scene of. You really and, feel it. I mean and, I and and, <laughs> and she's so in every scene that when she's killed, my first thought is, how can this movie continue? Mm-hmm. She's not alive anymore. Right. What else is there to do with this movie that has been only about this person? She's gone. And then it just kind of starts, it just keeps going on. And as it's going on, I'm kind of like, all right, I mean. Yeah. She's kind of in that scene, too. They're tr- oh, she is. She is. She's but, but, until, but until she cu- kind of comes back in a way, right. um, like I she, also she, was feeling like, oh, man, I mean, I hope they kind of, they, they, they're going to really have to, like, work to wrap this up in a way that's satisfying because... While that was a yeah. shocking, I, I felt like her death when it happened, um, building up to it, even in the scene, I was like, okay, she's going to get out. Uh, and then it became clear, like, oh, shit, she's no. going to die. And yeah. then that was so shocking that I was like, I began to wonder, is it going to be worth it to have such a shocking scene if the rest of the movie is going to just totally fall apart because of it? Yeah. But I felt like it was totally pulled off. Like, I feel like they actually... <laughs> scooped up the pieces and there really wasn't a lot of time between her death and the end of the movie no it was like I was just like enough 10 yeah. minutes maybe yeah and like and, and like honestly there was some minutes. good laughs there was the, pretty actually funny, yeah. actually like the biggest laugh i had in this movie came when the detective goes to bo burnham and he's like um uh her parents filed for a missing persons report and he's like what why and he's like Be- because they're missing <laughs> she's missing <laughs> the delivery was just so good i, I just it's like <laughs> and it's a classic like burnham too like that's perfect for burnham too because it's a classic like he's been such a hapless romantic throughout the entire movie and then when when he she turns on him he becomes defensive just like anybody else and <laughs> like then he's just a hapless like asshole afterwards right. like i didn't think that he he didn't seem like i didn't think that he played the detective scene that badly like i felt like he's handled that fairly no. well he did yeah as he, a character he, but 
I definitely knew there was going to be something going on with his character, like, the minute he got involved with her. I was like, I mean, when it's turned into the it rom-com. It likely, but I didn't know It definitely how. felt like, okay, they, they're, like, in this rom-com mode now. And yeah. this is weird. Like, I guess this movie maybe is not what I thought. I thought that for a second. And I was like, oh, no, this is a stylistic choice that's going to change, like, very soon, you know? And then it felt very disconnected, but, and I figured there was going to be something to connect the two right, very like different it movies was going clear, on. Like that, they were doing this in an extreme way on purpose. But, yeah. um, but, and I'm sure I knew that he was going to end up, you know, proving to be not all he was cracked up to be. Like, sure, but you don't really point. know how it's going to. I don't I mean, know how. You suspect yeah. something's up, but like, you don't right. really know what's but, up, um, you know? <laughs> but I will say, like, that, yeah, I didn't. Uh, what was I going to say? She's. So, uh, I felt invested in her character. Yeah. Okay. That was my art. I was going to just say, like, yeah. that, I, you know, I think they give you enough, just enough to, like, keep the mystery going and make you want to know, like, what it's all about, you know, because we don't even know her name for a while in the movie. We're like, yeah. is she Nina? Is she someone else? And then finally, I know, I thought, she reveals her name. That's interesting when that she you said say that. I was like, is she going by Cassie now? Like, I know. Like, I was confused. Well, I, noticed, once before. I noticed the, like, heart you know the the broken heart necklace from the beginning i was like that's something that's gonna yeah. be important you know what i mean and then like eventually when she reveals i think that she so it's after the scene that she goes to the dean of the school where all this shit went down originally the female dean and she she's like my friend nina blah 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 the whole time we're in that scene i'm thinking like oh she's like acting as though she has a friend named nina but it's actually her Right. Like, that's what I thought during that scene. And then we find out Disassociation. with the scene with Molly Sims or whatever, that it's actually their friend or whatever. Shannon. Molly Shannon. Shannon right. Molly yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Molly Shannon. What did I say? Molly Sims. Molly Sims. Molly Sims. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. And then what did what? Who even is Molly Shannon's character? I don't I know. Thought like the I thought she was the mom. I thought she was the mom of Nina. Oh, OK. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's but. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a little that's a little drama scene, you know, in 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 her life. Mm -hmm. I, I, I yeah, yeah, it's just right. it's just easy to frame each scene to me as like a different genre movie, <laughs> and right. I feel like no, and, I think that you, that's a really great interpretation. I I totally buy that. I think that seems right, actually. But, that but it's what kind I of like, like her her perception of the world and these fragmented kind of. And you would think that when she dies, right. that falls apart because the movie continues, and so it's no longer her seeing her life in like different genres the way I, the way you could see it. But at the same time, though, if you imagine that she planned it to go this way or believed that it could go this way, then the scenes that happen in between could sort of be part of her own movie of how it would play out too, right? You know what I mean? Like, right. like she thought, like, okay, well, there's gonna be the scene where. There's, there has to be the scene where Al oh. Al has Al is exonerated by his by his douchey buddy for killing the, the stripper. Right, and you maybe know? like maybe none of that even happened. I mean, I, I maybe that was like a fantasy. That that's you know, I don't I, I don't necessarily want to go down that road, but I I like <laughs> to think of it as I like to think of it as whether or not it happened, which it, let's say it did happen. It it happened in the way she planned it because she was so good at figuring out how these things would, would happen. Almost every time funny. she understands how it's going to work. But it's also funny that like, I mean, I guess one interesting plot point here is 
did the whole party know about her getting buried and burned or was it just the friend like and, it seems and, like just the friend. Yeah. what was everybody else doing because they that weren't time? there when they were burning her so i i took it as well, like know, they snuck her like, out or whatever you know i mean that seemed a bit of a stretch it's like yeah well, they right. might have been like, passed as out it, as if it was just the two of them just she, hanging out we we well, do know that she drugged was, them though yeah but if the friend was able to wake up and be like dude last night then why yeah. wouldn't the other I mean, guys maybe have he was woken just, up? And... Maybe he was just first. I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't really. I wasn't bothered by. You it. You think they could have like gotten her body out of there and her car and everything and done all that before anybody eh. else woke up? Well, what I'll don't... say is I'm glad that we didn't have to see all that because I feel like the faster we that could get to been... that wedding scene, the better. Right. Like maybe yeah. they even and... shot that scene and they cut it because I, I, that's not important. Like I feel like that's I not think, really. I think important. it just goes the scene where he he's like, oh, this is dead stripper in your bed. You didn't do this. It's not your fault. Let's get her out of here. Then they burn her body. Then there's a scene where they talk to Bo Burnham. Then we're at the yeah, wedding. Because you got to get there as quick as possible. Because right. I was already feeling like, don't make this go on too long after she's dead. Because yeah, by the time you're at Bur- Bo Burnham's office, you're like, how much longer could this possibly <laughs> yeah. go? Like, I know. I, but, I was thinking. I was but like, it's no, the movie stuff. that yeah. needs to play out for the the final event sure. to happen. Also, that but that I scene think... where where the guy with the the friend comes up and like. He's crying about it or whatever, and then he's trying to like calm him down. That was just so stomach turning. I mean, that that scene really was like the see, the grossest like... and, and and the most kind of. I feel like that that was a very I don't know believable p- portrayal of. I feel like it was getting to the root of this male perspective on rape or murder or whatever, yeah, right, which right. is just like. You know, I mean, because you see him, you see him like start to cry about it, and then the guy's like kind of shaking him out of it. Like, no, he's like, I can't, I never, can't, my life can't be ruined. I'm about to get married. My right. life, can like, be me, ruined me, me. While there's literally a dead, a dead person yeah. next to you. I feel like that, can't that, continue anymore. that was just like the perfect, I, I feel like her death does result in, I think, some really, um, it makes you, it just makes you think, like, I feel like post death, I was really kind of evaluating this whole sequence, and I thought it was, maybe going and maybe it kind of does in a way but i thought it was maybe going to kind of turn into like you now as as the audience have to reflect on like fault you know like who's whose fault is it that she was killed you know i mean it's it's, it seems very clear it's this guy's fault (laughs) but like i feel like there there is a subset of maybe some people who could watch this who would be like you know, well, she put herself in that situation or whatever, and I feel like this movie does a great job of yeah, she shutting put herself that down. In that situation, right? Quote yeah. unquote, put herself in that situation. I mean, in in this, obviously, the only difference between the the main difference between the argument of put you put yourself in that situation because that's obviously like a rape culture ca- catchphrase, you know, mm-hmm. and it's don't said multiple times in, that, in this movie. But don't put yourself in that situation. And but so she throughout the movie is constantly putting herself in that situation. Right. And in this in this case, or um, it's the situation where she's literally about to do physical harm to him. But you know, it's kind of like cop culture too, where it's like, sure, maybe you felt like it was self defense, but did you have to shoot the person in the head five times? <laughs> no, you didn't have to do that. You right. could have incapacitated them in some other way so yeah. that the threat was mitigated and that you do not feel at harm any longer, like mm-hmm. the possibility of harm any longer. This woman, intimidating as she might have been, was killed out of rage, not out of self-defense. And she also wasn't going to kill him to begin with. I mean, it seems yeah. clear no. that she's going to like 
etch her or yeah, et- Nina's name Nina's into name. right, which I mean, and, sure that's gonna hurt, but like it ain't gonna kill yeah, you. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> suck, but but like you know, he, he and he could he could push her off like once he's got gets loose of the handcuffs, he could do something that incapacitates her that does not leave her dead. But yeah. she is so he is so enraged and in that moment that that is what happens, and she probably knew that's what was gonna happen. I want to pull in uh, Nicole. Nicole was commenting while we've been talking. She said, I really liked it, but I agree that the weird shift styles threw me off. Overall, the subject matter and content were super compelling. Close to home for me as a student advocate during college. Excellent take on victim blaming and what it's like to be a sexual assault survivor. I thought it had a really good message. Also really impressed how she managed to teach people a lesson without really fucking them up. Well, except the last guy, which I mean, in a way she didn't really fuck him up, but uh, implied that she she might have to prison. (laughs) Right. Uh, and Life. she she allowed room for forgiveness too. Um, oh, and then she also mentioned that maybe the part with Bo Burnham is meant to get you uh, meant to meant meant to get you to really see him as the only good guy in the movie until the twist. The rom com yeah. part just went on too long for me, um, and I agree with that. I mean, yeah, it just was kind of like a weird back and forth. Like it, I was kind of just waiting for them to connect the dots here because I was like, what's she's tr- up? <laughs> but she's trying it out. Like like in my in my reading of the movie. She's yeah. trying it out. She's like, in this part of my life, I'm, a, I'm, you know, psychotic for a reason, righteously psychotic. In in this other part of my life, maybe I can actually be someone's girlfriend, like possibly. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. and so here she is acting it out in a way that like it happens in you know those movies. And I can see why. It, I could, I, you know, is it as watchable as the rest of the movie? <laughs> not, not quite. But it's, <laughs> it's, uh, you know. It works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I think. I, mean, I think. Good thoughtful. Very thoughtful. I appreciate that read from Nicole and that and that and that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The experience is being a, an advocate, student advocate at college. Jesus. I mean, my heart goes out to you for that. <laughs> for sure. And and everyone that you talk to, I'm sure. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think we should probably wrap it up pretty soon here. But um, any closing comments on Promising Young Woman before we log off here? I think we said it all. <laughs> leaning, towards, leaning towards letterbox in letterbox terms, leaning towards four out of five on this. Leaning towards nice. four out of five. Yeah, I, it sounds like we're actually on a pretty similar page here. I was I was actually expecting more um, uh, disagreement. Uh, I thought it was going to be a little more polarizing in a way, um, but but yeah, I think promising I think you, young woman is a promising debut feature from. Hey, the there's the log line. Young woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it, everybody. Uh, that's a, those are our thoughts on Promising Young Woman. Check it out. Again, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, actually, I did want to say one last thing because you, you said this right at the beginning, Laura, but I didn't want to cut you off. But, um, but man, I got to say, I feel like everyone I've talked to about this movie, they're like, oh, but it's $20. Here's what I'll say about that. I do feel like that's not that inappropriate of a price given the situation that I think movies are in right now, which is like, you know, think about how much we would have spent on movies in in 2020 if we were like going to the theater. You know, it just reminded me that like I shouldn't be going to the movies in the theater because it's too expensive. (laughs) What? It's like so expensive. It's ridiculous. But it's, I mean, you know, these movies are. CD, (laughs) which you get to keep. And, you I can, don't know. and this movie every, lives forever in your head. When, when I go to the when movies reopen, I'm gonna 
just go nuts. I'm tearing it up. Yeah, well, I, I mean, guess I used to, you know, the thing is, is, I always used to go see movies for free because my dad had access. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Director's well, Guild. So I never like paid. <laughs> it's like a new thing for me. Yeah, but not the movie theater experience. You're, you're talking about like screeners no. or whatever, right? Nope, movie theater because the Directors Guild has their own screening rooms that you could. See okay, all well, look, there. Laura. I mean, but I feel like movies are worth paying for, and I feel like I know it's twenty I know, bucks. But it gets, it, it's more. I know it's more expensive. I remember we spent how much on that Portrait of a Lady on Fire? Some ungodly amount. Like I remember spending some ungodly. I mean, amount. it's not that crazy. No, you had to like, fly I remember... to Europe to what? You had to fly to France. <laughs> no, 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 no. I remember paying like <laughs> maybe over thirty dollars to get into a movie for some movie that was so bad. Like what was it? Glitter or something like that. Oh, I have <laughs> no idea. But I mean, but the point here is see, that like, you, one you of those pay. Movies. Sometimes you pay and you don't like it. Sometimes you pay and you fucking love it. But the thing is, is like, I feel like there's a price of admission for art, and I know that we're kind of in this state of of you know it feels like we should be getting stuff for free because we get so much for free well yeah but... i mean i could just be watching shark tank up in here <laughs> you could <laughs> well anyways like my point is, is like point. my point is promising no, one woman soon enough it'll be 5.99 i'm sure so if you well, really want to wait you can wait a that. couple months but I feel like this is how movies are being released in a way that can actually support these filmmakers, you know? I mean, oh, you're great. You're Dominic, you're right. <laughs> so look, I just gotta don't love, think God to love you. Just when you're paying it the $20, true. when you when you're paying the $20, just think, "Oh, I would have spent this in the movie theater, no problem." You know, that would be before popcorn, you know? This is our this is our uh, every week every two weeks you have the segment Virtue Signaling with Dominic Mercurio. <laughs> Look it. I paid, we paid the money. We paid the money to watch Bill and Ted's. Bill and Ted's bogus movie or whatever. Someone just commented. Someone just commented. Now I feel tempted to pirate Laura's music since she doesn't want. Me, <laughs> since she they, doesn't want to pay to watch to. films. It's already free on Spotify. Yes. I mean, Most sure. Most people okay. don't pay for her too. music and anyway. You Trust me, we don't. But don't you want people much. to to pay for that CD and get I a little piece of treasure? I would love people to pay twenty dollars a song or an album. Oh my god. Do it once. But I mean, no one is. My goodness. No, it's cool. I love. I'm so grateful for everybody. <laughs> and you know what? Dominic's right. You should get out there and pay the money. It's true. I just. It just felt. It was a little painful for me to do that today. Just because, my wife well, and I, I watched look, it together. What can I we do? watched it together, so it was ten, two like, for the price of one. There you go. Yeah. There yeah. You go. And I'll admit that I also saw the twenty bucks, and I was like, oof, twenty bucks. Damn. But it's like. I, I had to stop myself to remember, too, like how much money I saved in 2020 not going to the movies. Because I, yeah, so I spend usually a, a lot of money per year on just seeing movies, which I think is money well spent. But, like, you know, I feel like now you got to spend it in a different way. And Sundance is $15 a movie. Right. That's insane. I mean, that's a great deal because these movies are premiering. Wait, where did you find out? A, where do you buy the Sundance movie stuff? Sundance.org. Okay. Sundance yeah. website. Do it. It's all set um, up for you. All right, Spencer. What a lovely time. A nice long app. Another nice long app. Yeah, great having you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I always appreciate having you on. I guess, I mean, I will, I will say that it would be great to have you on before next, uh, or, you know, early next year. Um, but it seems that tradition uh, 
might just dictate that your next episode stipulates that i must return in 12 months time. <laughs> yeah but perhaps we'll have you on sooner as an added yeah. bonus a fun Hell little yeah man you know <laughs> just call me up you know yeah for sure um but yeah, again thanks thanks for being on this episode where can people Always find love you guys where can people find your music um if they want to check it out spencerowen.bandcamp.com um i'm i'm flying solo these days that EP that I, I just came out with is a solo EP, um, and uh, back 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 to the old one man band, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so spencerrow.bandcamp.com or you can just search my name in Spotify and all right of streaming services, cool. including the one I work for, Pandora. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right, Spencer. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being on. Um, we will Thank be back you. in two weeks with a new episode. Uh, that episode will have Chad Opitz, who's also been on the show before. Um, and it'll be February 14th at our regular time, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Twitch, Island YouTube, Times and Day. Facebook. So I love Chad, too. Love Chad, yeah. I'm excited to have him back on. We haven't decided on the movie yet, but um, you can follow us on Instagram. And that's usually where I'll first post uh, which, which movie we're going to review if you want to watch along with us. Um, so once we've decided, we will post there, and you can watch or not, whatever. I mean, it's your choice. It's your life. It's your it's your money. Uh, you can spend your twenty bucks on movies, or you can spend your twenty bucks on DoorDash, which I do nearly nightly. So did both tonight. All right, everybody. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in. Uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks, Spencer, for being on. Thanks, Laura. Bye. Thank you, Thank you Dominic. <laughs> All you do. Bye, everybody.